This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Motherfucker. Fuck you. And somebody, somebody already downvoted me on fucking Odyssey. God damn. Fuck. Fuck. God. Fuck. Fuck. For those of you listening to the podcast, I, I got bombarded with a no profanity just as, just as soon as I came on. Warlord, because because in Discord I let Warlord and everyone else know there's now a command to reset the clock with a buzzer that'll let me know if I've cussed. So Warlord is automatically, like right off the bat, wanting to try to... But I didn't cuss. I didn't cuss, though. <laughs> I didn't cuss. And if you if you abuse the power, I'm going to make it to where you're going to have to redeem points and I'm going to make it, like, really expensive to redeem it. And nobody wants that. We want you to be able to use the reset when appropriate. But if you use it when not appropriate... We're going to have to take disciplinary action. <laughs> RB, welcome. Uh, I We now broadcast on Odyssey Live. They can't chat, though, because it's not one of the official channels I can broadcast to through the software I use. I have the power to send them a feed, but, like, it won't, it won't pull their chat over. But somebody on Odyssey, we've been broadcasting over there for, like, this is like the third or fourth day now. And they have already downvoted me. I hadn't even come on yet. I go over to Odyssey just to make sure it is broadcasting. And somebody has already fucking downvoted me. Also, as we're talking about things that, you know, I've added with the... Re- Did I just cuss? I don't even know. And nobody used nobody used the buzzer to buzz me on it. Well, we're gonna say I didn't. We're gonna say I didn't. <laughs> I've been talking about all the things that I've added for Twitch. I told YouTubers, don't worry, guys. I got you covered. I got things coming for you, YouTubers. Two ninety nine a month membership gets you badges and custom emotes, and apparently the YouTubers are going to have access to the emotes that I can't get approved on Twitch for some reason. So if you want a dancing Trump, or you want a laughing troll head, just uh, become a member on. YouTube and you get badges, you get a troll head badge, you get the you get a wide variety of emotes. I only have five slots, I think, thus far. So help me get more memberships and then I get more emote slots and I can give you guys cooler stuff. So that's over on the YouTube. You can get Dancing Trump and Laughing Troll Head that I apparently can't give the the Twitch users. So since Twitch won't approve them, they may just become YouTube exclusive. So YouTube has a little something special since Twitch seems to have all the other cool stuff. So 
exclusive emojis over on YouTube. And just just two ninety nine on the membership, and uh, with the two ninety nine membership, uh, that is one of, that is one of the levels that I have on Patreon. So uh, I want I want to give everybody that gets the two ninety nine membership on YouTube access to everything that uh, uh, patrons get at the two ninety nine level. So boom. And uh, I believe I'll be adding a four ninety nine, and then you'll get everything that the the five dollar patrons get. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. I'm sorry, the Shield Patrol live, where Justin is shilling his stuff. Also, don't forget to go to the Freak Store. <laughs> that meme. That, as long as it is. Why? Why shield? Why? Why shield? Why not just play a commercial break? <laughs> Hi, I'm Justin Freak. Oh. I'm a leftist broadcaster and comedian. No, I'm just playing. I'm just. I'm just playing. It's. Oh, it reset the clock. No, no fucking way. That wasn't supposed to happen. That wasn't supposed to happen. Mother, mother, fuck, mother, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh. Because I never use the clock during ad breaks. The clock doesn't stay on. Fuck. Well, hit hit the reset, Warlord. That's what it's for. You've been itching. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change that picture out. That picture was for the little thing in the in the channel points. It needs to be. It needs to be better looking to pop up on screen. <laughs> yes, this uh, this meme is, is hilarious. I don't know. Can I say that word? That word is is that a profanity? Can I read the meme? <laughs> Can I read the meme uh, for the people that are listening to the podcast, or do I have to skip it just because I can't say that that word? I can't say it. Okay. I do believe it's in the it's in the words that Carlin says, but then again, we have only went over the seven words. Uh, but the podcast needs to hear. Well, the po- if the podcast needs to hear it, then I need to say it. No, you're wanting you're wanting me to you're wanting me to reset the clock again. You're wanting you're wanting to use the buzzer. No, bad warlord. Cancel warlord. That's the next emote that's coming. Is a cancel warlord emote. <laughs> I am not high enough for this. Poop. <laughs> Anyway, what are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about the news. Warlord, you also have it, and I don't have a trigger for it yet. I didn't set a trigger for it yet, but you have a get back to the news 
that you can redeem. But I don't have a trigger for it yet, so there's no way. Like I, it's still in beta testing, is basically what it, what it is. So if you if you redeem it, it's not going to pop up on screen. I'm not going to see it in the chat. I don't know what Freddy's is, Curiouser. I'm I'm not exactly sure. I mean, oh yeah, get back to the news, Warlord redeems. Last last time I responded to her when she asked me what I wanted on on. Oh, she's actually she's actually listening to me. I went over and like messaged because <laughs> she was like I, I couldn't hear you if you responded, and I had a milkshake and some kind of like a uh, like mozzarella sticks or chili cheese fries or some kind of some kind of side like that. Not feeling any onion rings right now, though. We need to do the news with speed. What is Hot D? What is Hot D? Is that some kind of British thing? Or is that just another streamer? You're gonna you're gonna ditch me for another streamer? Or you got you're gonna get some Hot D? Oh 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 the Dragon Show. That's what, that is what Warlord is talking about. Wiener, 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 wiener. Sorry, I'm not into the Dragon Show, but apparently the premiere was good. I did, is that a, is that a thing that you, you Brits say? Because it's not something that I've heard any American say. I've not heard an American say hot D. Getting some of that hot dragon action is what's going on. I got news to talk about though. We've got we've got we've got news on the list. And no warlord, I'm not gonna get through it in fifty minutes, I can assure you of that. I've got four pages of notes tonight. We're going to talk about flooding, flooding across the world, flooding in Mississippi, flooding in Pakistan, Russia and Ukraine, both are accusing the other of being a nuclear threat. Dutch commandos shot outside of a hotel in Indiana. What were Dutch commandos doing in Indiana? We're going to find out here in a little bit. A manhunt is underway in Detroit after uh, uh, after multiple shooting victims. Just another day in mass shooting USA. Deputy of the Year has been arrested. <laughs> Jail staff uh, accused of stopping at Starbucks 
Instead of taking care of a pregnant inmate, that inmate, former inmate, now uh, has received a settlement. Utah has released body camera footage in a deadly arrest. Cop in Arizona has been indicted after shooting a man in a wheelchair. We watched that video. They're on the troll patrol. A concert shooting in uh, Washington State. Police thought a a suspect was getting ready to carry out a mass shooting. Apparently, the false alarm. The man, not suspected of having plans to carry out a mass shooting. When we read the details, you're gonna think it's a little sus. Wonder exactly how the dude got off. Speaking of police action, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Exclusive interview and never-before-seen footage. Right side broadcasting network about Marjorie Taylor Greene being swatted. Swatted. A special master may very well be appointed in the Trump affidavit case to look over the materials that the FBI retrieved on behalf of the National Archives. We're going to hear from former White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham on Trump and how she believes he is nervous. A conservative commentator called Joe Biden the Joker, which led to me making uh, this thumbnail for the YouTube show. Which then led to me making this picture for an emote on Discord. And now I feel like I have to turn this into uh, um, cheese curds. Cheese curds sounds amazing. Um, I'm, I'm going to turn this into a meme. I think it's <laughs> we live in Biden society possibly. And then I'm going to try to make it go viral in right-wing circles. Well, no, I want to make it a stupid meme. I want to make it a stupid meme. And then make it go viral in right-wing circles on right-wing pages. That's why That's why Biden has the Joker face paint on in the, in the thumb, in case any of you were wondering. We're going to hear from Bill Maher on student debt relief, which, uh, by the way, I feel that anybody who is against student loan forgiveness is a hypocrite. And I'm going to explain why I'm going to explain why I got some, I'm going to, I got some facts. I'm going to lay out, got some numbers I'm going to present to you and I'm excited to do so. Speaking of numbers, the secret service recovered 200 and $86 million in fraudulent pandemic loans. Meanwhile, corporate profits are surging to record highs still. This is even as inflation eased. In July, stocks tumbled on Friday. Fed going to issue their final rate hike next month. The World Bank says most countries are headed for a recession. And for a cherry on top of the financial stories, I'm going to show you a luxury yacht sinking off the coast of Italy. Plus, we're going to talk about Mark 
Zuckerberg. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Mark Zuckerberg. The FBI has had to respond after claims Zuckerberg made on the Joe Rogan podcast. Plus, we're going to tell you how to watch the Artemis launch tomorrow. And I'm going to show you some wild footage of the launch site getting hit by lightning. All that and more here on the Troll Patrol. Live. Let the fucking potty mouth rip, motherfuckers. Yeah, I had to add an extra like five minutes onto it just because I was trying to, I was trying to be a troll, and I I fucking reset the clock by accident. Hey Justin, are you trolling? Always, Austin. Always, always be trolling. Oh, let's get to it. We're gonna have to talk about some sad shit to start off, but hopefully. Hopefully it'll get better. And there was a roller coaster disaster. <laughs> I don't even know anything about the fucking roller coaster disaster. Happened at Six Flags. I feel like this is a repeat. We just we just went through this the other day, didn't we? But five were injured at a Six Flags Great Adventure. I can't tell you where it's at because for some reason the story is not loaded. Okay, multiple people were injured on a roller coaster at Six Flags Great Adventure in. God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) At least five people were injured on the El Toro ride at Six Flags Great Adventure in New Jersey on Thursday night. Thursday night. So it's been a few nights ago. But wasn't, weren't, didn't we report on a injury at a Six Flags just a a few weeks ago? Didn't like a kid get decapitated or some shit in Florida? I think, maybe, maybe you don't want to go to Six Flags right now. Maybe these, these. Maybe these roller coasters are a lot like our bridges here in the United States. Most of them are structurally deficient. A state of emergency has been declared in Mississippi due to flooding. Now declaring a state of emergency after days of heavy rainfall in the central part of the state. Flooding is now a major concern. Governor Tate Reeves says 12 to 14 inches of rain fell last week. So much rain that it filled the state's reservoir. Now the reservoir has to release water to remain at a safe level. And that's going to be tough on counties downstream, including the state's capital, Jackson. These are pictures and video from Rankin County where flooding has already done some damage. If predictions are correct, the Pearl River will crest late tomorrow or even early Monday morning, about 24 hours earlier than expected. Water could flow into people's homes, businesses, and even the streets. Governor Reeves says that the state is prepared. Mississippi is no stranger to severe weather and flooding, and this has led our agencies to have a tremendous amount 
of disaster. Well, it doesn't make any less fucking devastating for the people that it's happening to right now. As I said, and that experience makes us even more prepared to respond to the next couple of days. Right now, there is not a mandatory evacuation order, but Reeves is strongly encouraging people to leave if they're in a flood zone. Let's bring in now meteorologist Trevor Burchett, our weather expert. Trevor, what can you tell us about that flooding? Well, Yvonne, I can tell you, as Governor Reeves said, this happens every once in a while down there with the Ross Burnett Reservoir. But every time it happens, uh, it still puts people's homes and businesses at risk. And this map... We are looking at a chance of... So much... Multiple tropical storms forming in the Gulf over the next few days. Now, there have been chances of storms forming over the last couple of weeks, and they haven't. This could exacerbate this problem if they do happen to form in the next few days. Much rain down there in the last seven days, almost we're 10 coming, we're, we're, we're in hurricane season it's now. Them. It's all across central Mississippi. And what's happened is all of this rain flows into those creeks and tributaries, which goes into the reservoir. And that reservoir has a limit. It can only hold... Jackson getting drenched. Full, it has to spill out into the Pearl River, which can lead to flooding uh, in much of the Jackson area. Shit. Meanwhile, across the globe, a monsoon in Pakistan causes severe flooding. Devastation. There thousand, a thousand, nearly a thousand killed by flooding. A total of 982 people have been killed, thousands injured and displaced. Saturday's new death toll came a day after Pakistan's Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif called for international help to uh, to fight flood damage. The monsoon season began earlier than usual this year as a result of climate change, of course. Rescue workers have struggled to evacuate thousands of marooned people. Brothers Naseeb uh, Yula and Abdi uh, Ali found their home in ruins on Saturday. That's who we're watching right now. After the hard work, I built the house. I worked as a laborer. Now the hard work is finished. Because there is flood water everywhere, there's no place to find a job. My request to the government is to build my house. If the government compensated me, it would be good. Otherwise, there is no hope. Dude lost fucking everything. The crisis has forced the government to declare a state of emergency. After hardships and struggle, I built a home, I worked as a laborer, I worked day and night, sacrificed my sleep. I built a home, the loan has not been cleared yet. Thousands of flood-affected people are now living in makeshift homes and tents. Heartbreaking. Yeah, half of Mississippi is already a swamp, which just exacerbates a problem when you get heavy rains like this. Meanwhile, checking in with Ukraine, there's a struggle over... Uh, nuclear plant attacks. There are some new concerns about safety and stability of cities not far from the Ukrainian nuclear plant. After missiles and artillery shells hit within just a few miles of that plant, raising fears that the fighting between Russia and Ukraine could trigger 
a catastrophe. This is just the latest in a crisis for people living in a war-torn... Torn well, a catastrophe is kind of an Elder understatement. Live from Kiev this morning amid the ongoing humanitarian crisis that has now lasted more than six months. James, thank you so much for joining us. First, we want to ask you, how is this latest development being received in Ukraine? Hi there. Yeah, good morning. Look, I think it's just yet another stress for for Ukrainian people. I mean, there are millions of people who live around that power plant, and that, of course, is not far from the, the ever-changing conflict line. Um, so the level of stress from people based on whether it's that power plant, based on the source of power they so desperately need, or based... Rondella, you know, just on the consistency of attacks yesterday again, a little boy, a little girl, two children in their home, uh, again killed. Sort of every day, Ukrainians do wake to some form of horror, um, usually, quite frequently at least, the death of a child. So all these things after six months have a cumulative effect, a stress, a trauma, um, and a very real physical impact. Of course, where I am here in Kiev, we're not far from places like Yepin and Butcher that were under some of the most severe attacks. So you don't have to go far to meet families who will show you photos of their homes, missiles through them, mortars through them. They're trying to rebuild, but that's a, that's a fiscal and that's a psychological hurdle they have to make. Traumatic, just reaching the six months of all this. Uh, you recently tweeted out a photo of a tank and you wrote on it six months of this make it stop can you say what is there a feeling that there is an end in sight huh. It's so difficult to crystal ball this. I talk to experts all the time and the best brains do seem to get it wrong one day and right the next. It's changing so quickly. I don't think anyone knows. I have seen so many people say that it's it's a stalemate at this point. That there is there is nothing that can be done. The United States needs to step in and negotiate. Needs to bring the two sides together and negotiate whatever end comes of this. And I just, I feel like we're not going to do that because we're incentivized to feed the war machine. Keep sending them arms. Because it it makes Raytheon and Boeing and all those fucking companies shit tons of money. It's a way way to funnel our tax dollars to private hands and, and, and to fucking stockholders. These these companies that have blood on their hands. It's it's fucking insane. That image myself, to be honest, was just my own exasperation, probably on the back of being in a hospital um, where I was with a little boy who'd been hit by a cluster bomb. Uh, mm. So, you know, uh, the best I can do is, is, is constantly speak to Ukrainians and get a sense from them. And I don't think there is an optimism. They don't feel any great reason for to be optimistic because, again, they see news like you just showed there or they see consistent attacks. I spent quite a bit of time yesterday with fathers. I just thought it was a different a different approach. It was a whole heap of really inspiring dads, you know, a counsellor, a yoga t- Oh, I've heard it used as a verb before, but like crystal balling is something mighty different over here in meth country. (laughs) Very Ukrainian in their kind of, you know, manliness, blokiness, as we'd say in Australia, but... Johannes Freegan made her welcome. Good evening. Some of them even felt like, even though they 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 only stayed for a week here in in February March, they left too late. When when are you going to run out of J names? 
Is it possible? I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to see how deep, how deep a bench you got. Children saw too much. They WhatsApp them every day, but like any dad will tell you when he's away from his children, WhatsApp is great. It's not the same as a hug. So the level of stress and trauma on mums and children here displaced, those who are refugees or even on dads who are just so desperate to see their children, those people are constantly looking for a glass half full. But I, I, I sense with them uh, a, a perseverance, but, but not an optimism. I can't imagine the level of stress. Well, UNICEF has been actively involved in helping people whose lives have been torn apart by all of this. Can you tell us what ways you're still helping people right now? Yeah, I must say, after six months, it's a, it's a Herculean effort, and it is what's required. And, and I will always say it's on the back of some incredible Ukrainian support, Ukrainian systems. But from the earliest days, we've now reached, I think, four million people with medical supplies, millions more with water, half a million with cash. I mean, this is critical because families, you know, businesses have been blown up, literally, figuratively. Cash is such a is such a, a, a force for people to reduce yes. a bit of that stress. And then next week, we hope. And all the U.S. is doing is like, hey, here's some guns, here's some bombs, here's some rockets. To be honest, it's on the back of, you know, viewers like that are tuning into your show right now. There's no magic money. Let's do some weird accounting so we can sell you planes through another country. We need more access, but we're humanitarian. Whilst adults keep making reckless, vicious decisions, we will keep trying to reach those children in need. Okay, and it's been very helpful to have your insights from Kiev this morning. James Elder of UNICEF, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and stay safe. Thank you. If you would like to donate to UNICEF's efforts in Ukraine, we have a link right now in the WCVB app. My stupid ass ate a cheese curd right as the video was ending. Like, oh my God. <laughs> it's so chewy. <laughs> It's so curdy. Three Dutch commandos on urban conflict training in Indiana shot and wounded outside of Indianapolis Hotel. What the fuck were they doing in Indiana? What What is urban conflict training? And why are the Dutch... Like, so much about this story is, is mind-boggling. Three Dutch military commandos have been shot and wounded outside a Hampton Inn hotel in Indianapolis. They weren't staying in, like, the best hotels now, were they? The three men, who are members of the Netherlands Commando Corps, were in the U.S. military tra- were in the USA for military training and were off-duty at the time of the incident, which happened around 3.30 a.m. on Saturday. The Dutch Ministry of Defense has said that the three officers were immediately taken to a hospital Two of the men, conscious and able to speak, with one man in critical condition. They confirmed that the families of the injured men had been informed. No arrests have been made yet. Police believe the incident stemmed from an earlier altercation at another location. So they were they were at a bar and got rowdy or some shit. They mouthed off to some Americans. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Somebody got drunk. The elite Dutch soldiers reportedly from the Anti-Terrorism 108 Commando Company had been training at the Muscatuck Urban Training Center used for training by the Department of Defense as well as other allies, the Indiana National Guard. 
method. Bergen, good evening. Welcome. There is a manhunt underway in Detroit. I believe this is going on right now. We might have an update. Breaking news from Detroit's west side. A manhunt underway after a series of deadly shootings. We believe this to be a random act to the families and friends of these victims. We will continue. Just another day. We to work uh, to get the suspect in a custody. That's tops our uh, evening here tonight. Troy police say the shooting happened this morning within a span of a few hours. In total, two women and a man have died. One person was hurt in the shootings. Detroit police working with multiple police agencies right now to search for the suspect who they say is armed and dangerous. Victor Williams is live in Victor tonight. Police say they want to get this person off the streets. Oh, yes, Sandra and Grant. Police are actively searching for this suspect as we speak. And as far as we know, none of the shootings that you guys mentioned earlier have anything to do with one another. And that's really making this a very tense situation. Someone knows him. Someone has seen him. Just give us a call so we can get him off the street. Police want you to take a good hard look at this man wanted for multiple deadly shootings in the areas surrounding the 12th Precinct on West 7 Mile Road in Detroit. It appears to be very random. Uh, one was waiting on a bus. Uh, one was walking his dog. Uh, and one was just on the street. It all started at 4.45 a.m. when a 40-year-old woman was shot several times at Wyoming and Margarita. Shortly afterwards, a 28-year-old man was found also shot multiple times near Seven Mile in Wyoming. Hours later at 6.50 a.m. on Livernoy, another woman in her 40s found shot in the same pattern, riddled with bullets. But Chief James White says it didn't stop there. Another person falls victim to the shooter at 7.10 a.m. Another victim noticed the suspect peering in the vehicles. Uh, when he told him to get away from the vehicles, uh, he turned and, and fired at him and striking him uh, once. With the search being what has now become a race against the clock, authorities are hoping to act now before it's too late. MSP's helicopter is now flying, joining the search from the sky. The ATF, FBI, and even Department of Homeland Security has gotten involved as well. There are large numbers of officers from multiple agencies scouring several square miles right now, uh, waiting uh, for the individual. This is from this morning, but this is the most up-to-date information that we have. Uh, no new shootings to report, but they are also still searching for the suspect as of right now. 57 minutes ago was like the last article I saw about it. They were still searching for the suspect. Cicero, good evening. Welcome. To, uh, to resurface. The suspect last seen wearing all black and a Carhartt-like jacket and hood is believed to be in his mid to late 20s, possibly his early 30s. Mayor Duggan calling on the citizens of Detroit to speak out to prevent another person from being killed. The pictures are out. The images are out. Uh, this individual has already shot four people today. Somebody out there who sees this knows them and has a relationship. And once again, this man is believed to be armed and dangerous. So if you do come across him, do I would assume if he shot four people as soon as possible on the west side, Victor Williams. Local four. Yeah, and Victor, we know a lot of police agencies working together uh, on this one. How did police match that suspect to those crimes? 
ballistic evidence. They were able to take a look at some of those shells and analyze that evidence. And it turns out that all of it was pointing to the same gun. Hmm. All right. That's a weird way to say that all the shell casings were the same. I just said it in way less fucking words, dude. Not you were a good reporter. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry to bust your balls on that one. That just <laughs> fucking news reporters crack me up sometimes with the way they say shit. You took the you, you took the long way around. Southwest Houston. Three people were killed. Two others. Now we're moving to Houston, where also just another day. In mass shooting, USA. Injured when police say a man set fire to an apartment complex, then shot the residents as they ran out of their... <laughs> yes, this is wild. This is, I, 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 I kind of read a little bit about this one. So the dude was, was evicted and then like, would you know, like, hey, it's, it's one thing if you take community action or something. But, but pulling this kind of shit is is no bueno. People were killed, two others injured, when police say a man set fire to an apartment complex, then shot the residents as they ran out of their apartments to escape those flames. The shooter was killed by police. This happened on Holly Street, just south of Bissonette. Brittany Ford has more on what led up to this horrific ambush-style shooting. It all happened so quick. The house was on fire. Here at 5742 Holly Street in southwest Houston, physical and emotional scars remain. This is tragic what happened here. It's senseless. A nightmare Robin Aaron is trying to escape. This guy set the place on fire in the back, just got behind his car right here and started shooting people as they were coming out the door. Horrific images Troy Lamb keeps replaying in his mind. I come out and there's a body laying here and a body laying over here. And and then when I pulled my car over around there, there's a body laying over here. The suspect, who the property owner says was recently evicted, was shot and killed when officers arrived shortly after 1 a.m. Sunday. The owner says one of the three victims killed was the 65-year-old on-site manager. Police say the two others shot were taken to the hospital. It is very crazy. Yeah, it's brutal murder. I mean, the guy lost his head, I guess. I don't know. Neighbors say they're still searching for the manager's three-year-old dog, Duke, who was also shot in the chaos in what they call a close-knit community. Carrie that owns this truck right here, he got shot. He went to the hospital. Those left to pick up the pieces are healing wounds. And I also feel, also feel really bad for reacting the way I do to humans getting shot. And then, like, fucking... Go completely nuts over hearing a dog got, got shot. Oh my god. Fuck this dude. But nothing like this. Nothing like this. Brittany Ford, KHOU. Fucking wild. Well, 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 that's the, that's the United States for you. So, a few days ago, maybe a couple weeks back, there was a concert in Washington State. 
Concert goers thought a man might carry out a mass shooting. Police now say it was something else, but we don't know what that something else is. A man carried two pistols in a parking lot outside a crowded music festival near George Washington. Concert goers on August 19th said they saw him inhale an unknown substance from a balloon and then load the weapons from the trunk of his car. Then, they said, he asked what time the concert ended and where people would exit the venue. Witnesses alerted authorities about the suspicious man around 9 p.m. and he was arrested. Police originally said the suspect, Jonathan Moody, 31, may have had plans to launch a shooting spree during the three-day electronic dance music event at the Gorge Amphitheater. But upon further investigation, authorities do not believe he had the intent of carrying out a mass shooting. The answer to what his intent may have been is not yet disclosable since the investigation is still underway. Uh, This is according to Kyle Foreman. I assume it's a nitrous balloon, indeed. Uh, Kyle Foreman, public information officer of Grant County Sheriff's Office, said in an email, However, we can disclose that after being interviewed by detectives and the warrant services now being completed, detectives do not believe that Moody had a mass shooting plan. Grant County prosecuting attorney Kevin McRae declined to comment due to ethics rules regarding speaking about an ongoing case. Moody uh, was arraigned on Monday on charges of possession of a dangerous weapon and unlawful carrying or handling of a weapon. Well. As if I shouldn't have already hit it for a couple of stories we, we have talked about tonight. Content warning. Police in Utah have released body camera footage of a deadly arrest. This was an unarmed man. I don't believe they shot him. New body cam footage shows SL, this is Salt Lake City Police Department officers restrained man in gravel before his death. The department was notified that the man died less than an hour after the confrontation, but his exact time of death is unknown, according to a news release. Officers were initially called to a report of an attempted theft and disturbance near Fisher Brewing on August 14th. This happened at about uh, 3.16 p.m., Uh, An emergency call audio also released by the department. The caller reported that a man wearing only socks and underwear had tried to run inside the brewery and steal beer. The caller told dispatchers the man seemed to be having a mental health crisis and requested mental health resources to be sent to the scene. Uh, The man was later identified as 35-year-old Nikon Brandon. So content warning again. We're, We're watching the footage. From the Salt Lake City Police Department as they confront the man. Uh, sir, the first thing the first thing when I see a cop with a full sleeve tattoo like that is I would like to examine what those tattoos are of, sir. I would also like to see your chest and your back. Just because I'm a little suspicious. I'm a little suspicious. But I might be jumping to conclusions. It looks like a basketball. 
Stop. He is indeed wearing underwear. Stop. Stop. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't have tackled him like that. The man needs... The man needs... Help. He needs a counselor. He needs a psychiatrist. He doesn't need to be pushed into the fucking gravel and held down and choked. Stop. You're hurting him. I, that has to fucking hurt. Stop. Stop. Those of you listening to the audio, it's like the little small gravel that you have in, in like landscaping. They're on the side of the street. They're off the street in like a like a little median that has gravel in the center of it. Stop! Stop! And and the and the cop has his head right now. They're they're they're. they're Choking him with his own arm, and they're like pressing his head against the gravel. Now he's like trying to break free, and they're punching him. God damn. Grab his head! Grab his head! Grab his head! My god. Alright! Yeah, just pushing his head into the fucking gravel! Fuck you, pig! You have his hands. How is he going to put his hands behind his back? Put your hands behind your back. Uh, Do it now. You just saw it. He was holding his arm. Pieces of shit. Stop resisting, come on. Swing his hand back. Knock it off. Holding his head into the gravel with both hands, choking him, probably holding like the carotid artery down. Uh, he, he's handcuffed now. One has his his fucking fist in the dude's back. My fucking ah, stop! What? <laughs> <laughs> Suffocating him right now. <laughs> this is worse than what they did to George Floyd. Uh, it's very comparable. 
You should have grabbed your gun, Andrew. Yeah. 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 Now, now he's he's not on like the the shoulders. He's on like his his. Relax, dude. No. The upper part of his arm. Doctor's space. Yeah. You want to sit up? Well, he'll sit you up if you stop. You gotta be cooperative, though, man. We want to help you. You gotta stop fighting with us. You fucking tackled him and held his head down in gravel. Talk with us. You gonna be cool? You're all murderers. Uh, five, six, six of you, you're all murderers. Seven, eight. <laughs> Charges immediately. Oh, fuck your knee, dude. Fuck your knee. Yes, he's dead now. He died within an hour of this incident. This happened two weeks ago. The body camera fi- footage just released over the weekend. Oh, I slammed my knee. Not fine. Okay. Yeah, so for, he died within an hour of this. I This needs to be a bigger deal. In the footage, Brandon tries to fight off the officer and grab his weapon as another officer tackles Brandon to the ground near a curb. I did not see him grab for a weapon. We, I did not see him grab for a weapon. The two officers then attempt to restrain the man. And Granted, we, we really couldn't see because we had that officer's body camera. Yeah, fucking Salt Lake. At 3.24 p.m., another officer arrives, and officers have three hands holding Brandon's neck and head down in the gravel. At this point, four officers are holding the man down, the footage shows, one near his head and neck, one pinning his back to the ground, and two at his legs. Remember, and for those of you who just got here and didn't didn't hear the whole story, uh, the caller said he was having a mental episode and did not request cops. Requested, requested somebody with training. At about 3.27 p.m., Brandon groans and another officer pats him on the shoulder, asking if Brandon can hear him. He repeats himself twice while tapping Brandon's shoulder to no response. The officer rolls him on his back. The footage shows scratches down one of Brandon's arms as officers turn him over, and he appears unconscious. Is he alive? It sounds like an officer asks. The footage ends as officers begin to administer medical aid, according to a news release. I don't believe, I don't believe they administered medical aid. Bullshit. Don't believe it for a second. Police then administered the first of multiple doses of Narcan. A medication used to reverse opioid overdoses at 3.28 p.m. and began CPR according to the release. Brandon was then taken by ambulance to a hospital at an unspecified time. At 4.16 p.m., Salt Lake City police were notified that Brandon had died, but his exact time of death is unknown. Outside agency is conducting an investigation into Brandon's death in accordance with the Salt Lake City Police Department's officer-involved critical incident protocol. The department's internal affairs unit also is conducting a separate investigation. 
As of Friday, it remains unclear if a medical examiner has determined Brandon's cause and manner of death. Neither was mentioned in the police news release. Earlier this month, Salt Lake City Police Department released body camera footage of another altercation with a subject who later died. Did we did we see that? Let's finish reading about this. Oh, it's uh, it's all it's all about this one. Okay, I don't want to die. Body camera footage shows Salt Lake City Police restraint of woman that led to her death. Once again, we're gonna see some pigs do some horrible shit. I can indeed advocate if the, advocate for getting some phone calls complaining about their behavior. Hey, listen, what's your name? Help me! What's your name? You're going to go to jail if you don't even tell us your name, so... I'm going to go to jail anyways. So. Okay, well, at least tell us your name. Well, so. yeah, because she knows how cops are. Four, three, three, right. What is your name? What's your name? Hey, you, well, what do you use your cell phone to call the police? We are the police. Yeah, but I want to hear them confirm that. We are the police. This is the red and blues. Help! They're gonna kill me! Help me! She she has the right to do that actually. Help! Help! Sit down. Help! 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 Help me! Help me! Sit down. Please don't. Please don't. Please. Stay down. Okay, I'll stay down. Okay, just tell us your name so we can get it over with. Uh, don't tell me. I don't want to die. Please, I have some stuff to do. You're not gonna die. Tell us your name. You have an idea on you? No, I got stole. Okay, what's your name? Uh, Yo, you're right, RB. It's been going on for so long. Damn. Can I have some water, please? You want? If you tell me your name, maybe. Oh, that's just exploitation. Well, you want water? I want your name. Can you call some more police, please? No. Uh, This is the same police department. Help! Please help me! I have to do good things to I I sound like all those stupid people on TV, don't I? Tell us your name. Sound pretty ridiculous. I'm up. You're right, Sassy. They like to escalate. I think it gets their pee-pees hard. No. Should fight you? They feel like big men when they're bullying people. I won't. I won't hurt you. Please, please. We're going to cut off your backpack no. if you don't give us your name. You know, I would love. I would love it if they went after you know rich assholes. And bullied them, people that deserve it. You need to stop. Stop. I don't want my back. It's a good backup. Yeah, gross oversimplification, Professor Q. You're right. Help me! Help! Help! No, you said you win. Stop kicking, dude. You just you just destroyed her backpack, you piece of shit. 
You know, I don't. I like. I don't know the woman's situation. That could be her only fucking possession in the world, and you just destroyed its functionality. You gigantic piece of shit. Four, three, three. Can we get about? Oh god, the sexuality of that. Help! Help! Me! Oh, help! 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 This poor woman. I love you guys. Well, it's why are you kicking me then if you love me? I think that I think the profession uh, attracts psychopaths, sociopaths. Just just by the nature of what you're doing. It it attracts a certain personality type. Stop. You stop it. You fucking stop. Help! Stop cutting her belongings, you pieces of shit. Say no to drugs and have less problems. It's a great drug. It is. Look where you're at. Drugs aren't her problem, I assure you. She probably is medicating herself to get away from her problems. Okay, okay. So, I'm here on part time. She's trying to get into this fueling station over here. That's here we go again with the knees on the back. Twisting their arms. Same deal. And on the cuff her legs. I'm on my way. Holding the head down on the ground. They uh, inform me that she's running circles in traffic. Like she's got two metal, like two sticks. One's a metal. Oh really? And she. Oh oh oh. So so you're doing it for her protection is what you're saying. Is what you're saying. Welcome Tones. We've unfortunately had to watch two incredibly horrendous videos by the same police department. So I didn't know about the one in January. We just watched them uh, kill a man holding his head down in the gravel for about, what, five minutes? Five and a half minutes? They use drugs as an excuse to beat the shit out of mentally ill people. You're exactly right, Phoebe. Ugh. Meanwhile, in Arizona, a cop has been indicted 
after fatally shooting a man in a wheelchair. A former Tucson, Arizona police officer who was fired after fatally shooting an armed shoplifting suspect using a motorized wheelchair nine times last year has been indicted for manslaughter. We've already watched that footage here on the show, so I kind of I kinda can't watch another cop shooting video right now. Ryan Remington was served with the summons on Thursday, according to Prima County Attorney Laura Conover. He faces between three to 12 and a half years in prison if convicted. John Bradley, a lawyer for the family of the 61-year-old victim, Richard Lee Richards, will be filing a separate civil lawsuit in the coming weeks. This is the victim. Here is him in his motorized wheelchair. The November 29th shooting unfolded while Remington was off-duty and working as a security guard at a Walmart. He had been informed by a loss prevention employee that a man in a motorized wheelchair was suspected of stealing a toolbox and a pair followed Richards out to the parking lot. Or, and the pair followed Richards out to the parking lot. Remington asked Richards to show a receipt for the toolbox. Uh, instead, Richards brandished a knife and said, Here's your receipt. <laughs> That's cool. He then moved towards the nearby Lowe's, ignoring warnings not to enter the store. If you want me to put down the knife, you're going to have to shoot me. He reportedly told Remington as Richards began to enter the shop. Remington warned, do not go into the store, sir, according to body camera footage from a second officer who arrived at the scene. Remington then opened fire on the suspect who was hit nine, nine times. A cab. A settlement has been reached in a case that accused jail staff of taking a pregnant inmate in distress to the hospital. And they allegedly stopped to get Starbucks on the way. And then the baby died after birth. A former inmate who alleges her newborn died in the hospital after staff at a California jail was slow to respond to her medical emergency including stopping at Starbucks as they drove her to the hospital, has now had their settlement of $480,000 approved in a federal wrongful death lawsuit. The Orange County Board of Supervisors voted unanimously on Tuesday to approve the settlement in a closed-door session. None of the board members commented on it during the public portion of the meeting. CNN has reached out to the board and the Orange County Sheriff's Department for comment. Sandra, Sandra Quinnis was six months pregnant when she was incarcerated during March of 2016 in the Orange County Jail, according to a complaint filed in 2020. When her water broke unexpectedly that month, she pushed the call button in her cell for two hours without a response. When jail staff responded, they decided to transport Quinnis, I'm probably saying her name wrong, Quinnois, to the hospital on a non-emergency basis instead of calling an ambulance. Jail staff did not provide any medical treatment and instead stopped for Starbucks on the way to the hospital and made Quinoas wait in the back of the of the of a van, bleeding and in labor instead of transporting Quinoas directly to the hospital. Quinoas gave birth at the hospital, but the baby soon died, leaving her with a severe and extreme post-traumatic stress disorder and depression. Uh, this was this was in 2016. Thanks, Obama. Obama was still president. This is before this is before they did away with Roe v. Wade. 
I love this story. Former Contra Costa County Sheriff's Deputy of the Year arrested on illegal gun charges. Contra Costa County Sheriff's investigators in California have arrested a 15-year veteran deputy who won Officer of the Year twice in a row. During an illegal firearms investigation, the Sheriff's Office on Friday said they booked Matthew Buckley, 41, of Pinole, into the Martinez Detention Facility on two counts of felony grand theft of a firearm, two counts of receiving stolen property, filing a false report, and possession of a controlled substance. Oh, he had drugs on top of it. He won top awards for his service from his department in 2019 and 2018. Oh, shit. When we come back from the other side of the break, uh, we're going to be talking about law enforcement actions against Marjorie Taylor Greene. We have never before seen footage and her interview on Right Side Broadcasting News about her SWAT coming up on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol live. Hi. So I think this is a right wing meme, but it made me laugh. It's it's it's. John Fetterman looking like Uncle Fester with a light bulb in his mouth. This is Festerman. Of course I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the stream. He knows I'm on the stream. I don't, I don't, what? <laughs> Tried to eat my cheese curds during the break. He got me a grumpy cat. It's cute. And it's soft. Now hang out with me over here. Festerman. Exclusive interview and never-before-seen footage with Marjorie Taylor Greene. These are like the best cheese curds I've ever had, too. These are fucking amazing. They've been so good. I've got like just a couple handfuls left. I might eat them during this uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene interview. As I appear to have run afoul of probably the worst woman in American politics, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, she is. On our show Tuesday night, MTG, Clan Mom, as we call her, for right. defending our capital against the insurrection, held in sight on January 6th. That's who she called. They say ignorance is bliss, but when it comes to Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, ignorance is hateful and dangerous. It was a five-minute transphobic tirade masquerading as feminism. Yep. From people like Greene, people who are always trying to reduce our lives to bedrooms, bathrooms, or locker rooms. That could be Marjorie Taylor Greene's motto. That could be every day when she goes to work, I'm still here. Stupid don't get tired. <laughs> and 
Marjorie Taylor Greene, who every day is fighting to be the dumbest person in Congress. Welcome to the right wing. That's it's not family values at all. They hate everyone that isn't exactly like them. And it's just a release for them. It's emotional release. Like because their lives aren't going well. So the, what and what are they picking on? They're picking on little kids. They're disgusting. Now you gotta make her out to be a victim. Taylor Green has been swatted twice now in two days. Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Green says that she was a victim of a swatting attempt. Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Green says that she was the victim of a swatting incident. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Green speaking out saying that she was swatted by a 911 caller. Gore! Now I'm still I'm still convinced that this is coming from the right. Allowing us in your home, uh, we're going to tell the story. The person, the person that called, apparently said they were a trans activist. So come the fuck on. So controversial on topics that I would think 99% of Americans would agree on. You would think, but in Washington D.C., these issues seem to be the most controversial issues, especially to Democrats. So. This is my first time being in Congress. I'm a freshman member of Congress. I'm not sure, uh, Major. I'm not sure. I didn't. One that I, I don't even know what I've this restaurant is. Probably the most attacked member of Congress in United States history, and anyone that's been paying attention knows that. Uh, starting out early, being kicked off committees, um, Democrats entering a House resolution to expel me with over 73 co-sponsors with no reason given. But it was, I think it was in February or March when we were fighting on the Equality Act. Uh, this is a bill that is so radical, basically destroys gender, um, uh, puts any kind of trans person, puts it destroys gender, women's rights, um, puts men into women's bathrooms, men into women's sports, makes makes abortion on demand legal everywhere. And so that was a bill that I fought really hard on and took that. That was when I really started taking a hard stand on a basic truth. That there's only two genders. But Gloria, you don't female, like cognitive dissonance. They they think when they do it, it's okay. And science and reality, but uh, God created us male and female in His image. He created us, and that is where I have fought because I believe it is a foundational. Yeah, dude, they're abortion on demand. It was a new app they were working on before Roe v. Wade. Something that we even debate on. We shouldn't debate on this. You and just, you so just, you know, you place your order and you get a, you get a, a, a abortion within two hours. It's kind of like Instacart. From the radical left, the godless left that believes in destroying gender. They, they, they completely want to wipe that away, take away women's rights, um, make it so that any man can, can totally defeat a woman just by calling himself a woman. We've seen this on, in every level. We've seen it in sports. Where we see um, in, in swimming, for example, a man that is identifying as a woman and he's setting all the records and beating all the women. We see Dr. Rachel Levine. He is uh, not setting all the records. You know, he's like this top woman working in our government. He's a man. Gee. He's a man that identifies, he was a man his entire life and now he identifies as a woman. But I've received so much hate from the left for my strong stance. And um, but you can't back down off of that. It's it's critical and important to do that. And so what happened is, is we started seeing this new industry emerge. Right, Brian? I mean, I'm, I know you've probably seen a lot of it. And it's this industry where it's it's the gender affirming care industry. And it's not 
care. It's not affirming. And what it is, is it's real genital mutilation surgeries. It's double mastectomies. Um, it's hysterectomies. It's castration, hormone therapy, puberty blockers. And I'm a big fan of what the Italian people did to Mussolini. And so as we are just seeing these stories come out in the D-trans community, these are the people that have been through all of this stuff and they are, they are heartbroken. They're devastated. They're suicidal. They're depressed because of what they've done to their bodies. Um, and it's, it's life. So transitioning has less of a, a, what do they call it? Fucking shit. A regret rate than like knee surgery. People regret knee surgery more than they regret transitioning. But the percentage of people who detransition are the majority of those are because they still face societal pressure from people like you, you asshole. Altering, permanent. You cannot change it. And because of the attack on children, I introduced legislation called the Protect Children's Innocence Act. And I did that just over a week ago. I've got 19 Republican co-sponsors. It's building and growing. And my bill is such a critical piece of legislation. If it goes into law, it makes anyone that is performing or involved in gender-affirming care on anyone under 18, it's a Class C felony. RB, like, and, I'm and not high enough for this yet. Crime. And I believe it's so important to Chris do. Chris, you get to the, to the Kobe or something? Thank you. Thank you very much. Their very identity and the core of who they are and how God made them, then we can do nothing. And I think this is such an important issue to fight on, but it, it definitely has put my life in danger. And you I need weed. I need weed. Sponsor this bill. So there are people that support you, but then obviously <laughs> people on left and right that are fighting. Buy me a covife. You would think it'd be a core value. To conservatives. I can't even imagine why it's... Let me cash this motherfucker out. We can get us a fresh one. It's not an argument with the public. It's not an argument among the people. And that's always how it is in politics. I want to I wanna, I wanna see the exclusive footage. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's get to it. Kids and allow these school teachers or psychologists or social workers, whoever they are... How did how did I get that close to the nine one one call? And she's still still on about fucking trans kids. No, parents, you are violating trans kids' rights. Parents are violating that. Those are states we can't trust. We cannot trust those states, and that's why it's important to make it a federal law. So that's the backstory on what you're about to see. Now it all started in the early morning hours on Wednesday with a nine one one call. Let's listen in. Okay, what's going on? My name is with the Veterans and Military Crisis Line, and we got a call from a, um, I'm not sure. The caller reported that their boyfriend had come to the home and that they shot him five times and that he was currently in the bathtub. Okay, what was caller refused to, it is two. Oh. 
So they they called a a veteran crisis hotline. Yeah. What's going on there? Okay, so the caller stated that she reported that their boyfriend had come to the home and that they shot him five times and he's currently in the bathtub. Caller refused to provide names and but insisted on providing the address, ensuring that it was had it correctly. Caller stated that they were going to load the gun and take their own lives and then stop responding. The line is still open with our mental health responder. Um, okay, who's calling um, what, are you, what company are you with again? The Veterans Crisis Hotline. Okay, and it's, tell me the address one more time. It is too. And they're saying that a, the boyfriend showed up to the house and they shot him five times? I, you know, I've seen some wonderful 911 operators that, like, you know, are very cordial and helpful. But for the most part, when I'm exposed to 911 calls, it seems like the dispatcher is usually incompetent as fuck. And this one is also incompetent, it seems. Right. So we don't know if it's real or not. No, I know. We just have to make sure that we get yeah. to the right place. We do have everybody yeah. on the way and he wouldn't give any names. No. So Once again, I don't believe this was a swatting incident. I believe a sheriff's deputy probably went to her house. The phone number they're calling from is And knocked on her door. And I find it hard to believe, I find it hard to believe that the local sheriff's office didn't know that that was Marjorie Taylor Greene's home. I mean, you know, you know the home of the congressperson you live in. Yes. Non-smoker. Maybe. Hit me up on the Discord. Are you on Discord? Let me ask, because she didn't... I know I'm not high enough for this shit right now. So she's typing. While she's typing, could I get your badge number or ID, please? 21. Okay, thank you. She says she cannot, okay, so she cannot tell they're using an app, text to talk. Uh huh. We don't, I'm helping another, um, Crisis line, so if you're just joining us, this is the 911 call to the dispatcher from one of Marjorie Taylor Greene's quote-unquote swattings. Right, so, so she doesn't... I don't think a SWAT team went to her house. I would say a sheriff's deputy knocked on her door and just asked her if she was okay. Maybe they took a walk around her her place. Auto guns and a handgun. So now some some person called in to a military and veterans crisis hotline and reported that they had shot their boyfriend and left him in the bathtub and was going to take their own life. I'm make sure I have this right. Their boyfriend came over and whoever's at the house shot the boyfriend. Now that's a swatting. 
That's what swatting is. Going in with like flashbangs, knocking doors down and shit. That's a swatting. He reported that their boyfriend had come to the home. They shot. But I just like a, a dispatch would have to know like, oh, that's the congressperson's home. Right. That's a very disturbing call. Obviously, uh, a lot of uh, uncertainty there with the 991 responder. Uh, walk us through that night. Well, it was um, it was Tuesday evening, and Congress is not in session, so it's it's been really nice. I've, I'm finally at home, getting to spend time with my family. You know, you could resign and, and be at home if you really like that that much. My daughter and her husband uh, were visiting me that night and spending the night at my house. We'd had a great time just hanging out that evening. Went to bed early, which was wonderful, and just went to sleep, not expecting anything. I, I live out in the country. It's uh, rural Georgia, so it's nice and quiet, and the only thing we hear at night might be the crickets or just, just country sounds. Um, so I was really shocked really shocked to hear a doorbell and knock at my door uh at just after one o'clock in the morning not yeah, even even if you take it at his word like the the, the incident would be domestic violence and i jumped out of the bed and i saw flashlights going around outside my bedroom windows i could hear people walking and i <laughs> me gigs I, I didn't see i could see a little bit of lights outside we are watching Marjorie Taylor Greene give an interview after her swatting, swatting. It was not a swatting. She's even not, she's not describing a swatting. She's describing a welfare check. So we just listened to the 911 audio. Tuesday evening and Congress is not in session. So it's, it's been really nice. I've, I'm finally at home getting to spend time with my family uh, just, just catching up on normal life things. I don't, I don't necessarily and think my that. And her husband uh, were visiting. I don't necessarily think that it was Marjorie Taylor Greene's camp that did it, but I am positive that it is a right winger that did it. Positive. Me that night and spending the night at my house. We'd had a great time just hanging out that evening. Went to bed early, which is wonderful. I'll let you up after the stream, non-smoker. Just went to sleep, not expecting anything. I, I live out in the country. It's uh, rural Georgia, so it's nice and quiet. And the only thing we hear at night might be the crickets or just just country sounds. Um, Sometimes your neighbors shoot really off some shocked, guns. Really shocked to hear a doorbell and knock at my door uh, at just after one o'clock in the Sorry. morning. Not expecting Welcome. anything. Welcome. Good evening. Should be coming to my home at that time. And I jumped out of the bed, and I saw flashlights going around outside my bedroom windows. I could hear people walking, and I was very frightened. I, I didn't see – I could see a little bit of lights outside. Yeah, cops suck. A car light, and that's what I saw, and I thought, oh, gosh, something's going on. So I got dressed, and that was when I was preparing to go out of my room – now, something I normally do, Brian... Yeah, RB, the, the dispatcher might not have familiarity with the area. I understand what you're talking about, that some are outsourced. But the deputies do. The deputies would have to know that that's the congressman's house. Bugs, welcome. Good evening. Thank you for being a freaking follower. I'm a gun owner, and I believe in protecting We know. We know, ma'am. We know. Protecting my kids, anyone that's in my house... Okay, hold up. Tones of Tones says hold up. Hold up. 
Indeed, hold up. Somebody, somebody cash in the weed. I'm not high enough for this shit. I don't know that uh, she saw blue lights. Uh, she's talking about like uh, 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 they had flashlights. They were walking around like the side of her house or something. They probably went to the back door and the front door. She saw a spectral flight. Weed! If I'm going to go to the front door and someone's coming over and I don't know who's coming, I will bring a gun with me to the to the door. And so this is the gun that I have in my bedroom. And I picked it up, of course, to carry it uh, with me to the front door. Well, Mater, she proved you wrong. She's like, I'm going to prove Mater wrong. I'm going to pick up a fucking gun right now. Inside me said, don't take that with you. And it was, that was like a really strong feeling. And I thought twice about it. Because normally you would. You would think you're, you're oh, home. Absolutely. Late- oh, man, it would have been awesome if she came out shooting. Oh, my God, it would have been awesome if she came out shooting. I mean, proper gun safety, you wouldn't have, if you have it in your, your bedroom, you would have it locked in a gun safe. Right. Middle of the night? Yeah, Absolutely. Because I don't know who's coming. And I heard people she's, outside she's, my window. But someone said, don't take this with you. So I, I didn't. I put it down. I put it back down in my bedroom. And that's when I opened my bedroom door and went down the hall. And down the hall. She put it back down. It was just in the floor for the dogs to play with. <laughs> she has her grandchildren come over. They, they, they like to play with it, too. Now, uh, mind you, before this, you've gotten threats on Twitter. I mean, you know, Twitter bots attack you. But this is the first Damn. time that anybody has ever targeted you at your home or first time. you've. D- Damn right, Bugs. Well, I didn't even know what was happening yet. Yeah. So, yes, I, just for the record, I have I have an extremely high amount of death threats. I'm at, at, at the top of ma'am, the list. As ma'am, would you like to see my Facebook message request? Would you like to see my Facebook? I, I Hold on. I saved one just a little bit ago. I don't think I can read it to uh, the stream. Jesus Christ, no wonder you can't get laid, you stupid uh, fuck. You get a life and yourself, dumb little simp troll. ...of Congress of having some of the most death threats. There are several people on trial right now that because they're threatening to murder me. Um, they're going, they're on trial right now. Wait, wait, wait. Bugs is cool, isn't he? No, free, free speech doesn't include hate speech. I core, I think I think you're jumping the gun. I think I think Bugs is based over here. I think I think Bugs is a comrade. Right now, they target me all the time. I'm not only targeted from the outside. I, I just need for people to understand. I'm targeted inside my office building. That's what I thought, Bugs. I got you outside my door. Um, I, I, I try to be a magnet for the trolls, so for, forgive the chat if they get a little hot. Trust the science. That, that they, come, they come in a little hot. So much hate in the office building I work in. And as a matter of Let's see if we, do we get more footage? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This, this is what I came for. And But he still has his job. So this is the garbage that I deal with all the time from the left. Not only am I threatened constantly on social media, 
uh, people calling our offices, threatening people calling my my personal phone numbers, my family's personal phone numbers. Oh, and I ask for it too. I ask for it. And then in the middle of the night, so if someone's at my home and I don't know who it is, you better bet it's important for me to take a gun. But it was so odd for me to have that feeling not to. Okay, well, your home's got uh, a lot of video cameras around inside and outside. Let's take a look at the first camera. Now, this shot we're looking at right now, uh, that's a shot that shows the cars coming down the road at night. You can see the headlights going down the road. Let's describe once again. You're, yeah, you're, they didn't have their blue lights on. Here. Sound asleep. Sound asleep, and your street your street is in the middle. Let's just say of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, as you can see, they came in. They didn't come in with sirens blaring. Nope. Uh, but you can see the video there of the cars pulling in. We also have some. Yeah, other this is not a swatting. People walking around your house. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So so when you see those cars coming up my street. And there's no reason for cars to go down my street. It's a dead end. So for cars to be coming in like that, there's clearly a reason. I was sound asleep when that was happening. You can see how quiet they came in. And then the cars stop and you see... I didn't hear the claim about her, her saying her and son. they gather together. Told and her not they, to come, bring it. they come quickly up to the house. And then it's, it's obvious who they are. It's the police. Mm-hmm. And you can see him as they... Aren't you pro-police? Kind of staked out around your house, yes. looking for any signs of activity inside. That's now, right. Uh, this next camera angle is front at your foyer here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when they... I mean, it could like, be a nice section of a rural area. Camera uh, footage there. Okay, so... And we also have to understand the mindset of the police. But she's also like a multimillionaire. On the 911 call what was being reported. It was being reported that someone had yeah. been shot five times in the chest. They're in the bathtub of my home. Uh, this is not a swatting. This is the same gun. thing. This is the same thing Tim Poole did. This is just the cops coming and doing a welfare check. Swatting would be if they busted down your fucking door, pointed a gun in your face and told you to get on the ground. That's swatting. This is just the deputies coming to, to, to fucking say, hey, we've had a report. We need to check it out. We don't think anything's going on. And like they knew. They even said it on the call. We don't know if it's real or not. The the person from the Veterans Crisis Line, uh, her parents, her parents' core, uh, I would think, I would like to think I'm pretty far left, but I would say the chat is further left than I am. I'm pretty, uh, work within the system. I like electoral politics. That's what we cover here on this show, predominantly. I do electoral politics, then, uh, criminal justice, workers' rights, in that order, pretty much. That would be the the main focus of this show, but we do a little bit of everything. Like we're gonna we're gonna talk some space here at the end. I do. Uh, I was the news director of eleven radio stations, a writer for four different newspapers. So, like, I've met Mitch McConnell. I fell asleep uh, at a Mitch McConnell speech because it was on a Monday morning, and I've been doing meth all weekend. Uh, I believe that several industries need to be nationalized. Am I a socialist? No. Am I, am I a capitalist? Technically, I file my taxes as a small business owner, but, you know, hey, 
I'm I am for a very heavy-handed regulation, at least from the government. I'm for nationalization of certain industries, healthcare and energy being top of those. But if there's one thing we can all agree on, RB, behave yourself. We even even Marjorie Taylor Greene deserves not to be judged on her looks and uh, made out to be just an object. Stop, stop talking about her asymmetrical booby. You live in sexual anarchy? Yeah, her parents own like some kind of a farm or some shit. I'm, hey, I'm, Bugs, I'm reasonable. If you can, you can bring me a proposal, I'm down to hear it. Are we going to get more footage? I want to see more footage of what went on. I came down the hallway and I came out of my hallway and I looked around to look at the front door and I saw police out there and I was like, oh gosh, there's something serious going on. It really upset me because usually, I mean, if, if police are coming to your house in the middle of the night, there's, there's a serious thing. I thought, gosh, I hope nobody in my family has been hurt or something. And fair enough. Fair enough. Police are coming to your house. It's a so car wreck or something. But when I opened the door and greeted the officers and I said, what's what's going on? It was their demeanor and and just their um, uh, like body language. They were. Yeah, cops suck. They had guns drawn. They yeah, were cops suck. Something serious. And he asked me, is everything OK, ma'am? But it was the way he asked me that had had me upset. And I, I was like. Yeah, I said I was sound asleep. I, you know, I don't know what's going on. What's happening? And they, they were all kind of looking at each other and they called the sergeant around and he came up and he was asking me, if, you know, he's like, is there anything going on? In your I house? wouldn't dare vote third party at this time, Bugs, but that's a, that's a, that's a conversation for another time. I said, is, I said, is there something wrong? I have voted third party many times upset over what is happening and they said, well, there was a report. There was a 911 call. And then he yeah, told this me. Is, you're, at this point in time, you're just. You're making a, a big deal out of nothing. And then he goes, I think you've been swatted. Did you think that anybody might have been in the house and you just weren't aware of it? I was. No, terrified. they attempted to swat house, you possibly. And so they I didn't really do a good job. In, and I wanted them to come in. I was like, can you please look around my house? I. You know, I just wanted them to check everything, so I invited them in, and um, and then you can see that on the video when they they came inside, and I went back down the hall to go talk to my daughter and and her husband and let them know that you know what's happening, and but you can see that they still had guns drawn because this th this is where police officers don't know, they don't know if the call is real and they have to take it serious that the call may be real. Or at the same but they didn't swat you. Nothing happened to you. You have to be very level-headed and calm and in control. They, they treated you well, unlike uh, the people we saw earlier and, in this show. The young Brian, woman that they, they slammed like her head into the ground. There have been the young man that they, they like had his head just buried in gravel for five minutes. Someone because they believed they were responding to a call. And that's what was happening to me. Do you think that was their intent? They wanted you... To get accidentally shot by this. Absolutely. I just. Okay, yeah, here we go. Here's another 911 call. 
Hello, I am using text-to-speech because I do not want my identity revealed. I just swatted Congresswoman MTG from this phone number I want to confess. Okay, what's going on? I am the moderator on the cyber stalker website known as .net. I did this because MTG wants to ban transgender. Yep, yep, yep. This is what proves to me that it is a right winger. Username, so you may have a chance to unmask my identity. Okay, go ahead. Okay, and what does that address have to do with transgender laws? It's the address of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Address of Marjorie? Taylor Greene! I just squatted her. Oh, gotcha. Who is going to call and confess and give you a website and tell you their whole M.O.? ready for them to find me goodbye. Can you hear me? What's interesting is that call came in after the police left. Yes, it is interesting. And they confessed. They, they said, I, I swatted Congresswoman MTG, they called me. And oh, I do not believe this at all. Like, they, she, like, they said why they did it, because she wants to stop transgender surgeries on children. Can you believe Brian, that someone... I don't know. Now I'm kind of thinking it did came, it, it came from, like, her camp. It was her people that did it now. I'm, I'm like, I... Before, I just felt like it was it was a idiot-ass right-winger trying to do something to help her. But now I kind of think, like, she's, she's the one that did it. She's in on it. It was her people. Only a right-winger would say that. Right-wingers are absolute morons. There is no way, no way in the world that somebody would like call and taunt the police. I'm ready for them to find me. Wants to kill me because I want to protect kids from from. You don't want to protect kids. Changes them for the rest of their lives. Um, hysterectomies where they can't have children. Milo works for her. I did not know that. Can't have children. Um, double mastectomies that scar them for life, hormone therapies that will change a, a, a young teenage girl's voice to sound like a man, and it can never change. I like. I'm. I'm convinced. Like this is this is like a right wing operation going on here. I'm calling bullshit on you, Voodoo. Welcome. Good evening. Do we have any more footage? I've enjoyed the footage. I've enjoyed the 911 calls. Okay, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Next night, you received another threat. Let's walk. Let's talk about that. Floyd County 911. What's the location of your emergency? Yeah, as of June, it says it says Milo is an intern. Transferring an emergency call. There will be a on the line giving you information on an emergency call in your area. Please go ahead. Yes, I'm here. Hey, what's the location of your emergency? 
I'm sorry. So I work for Lifeline, um, and I have a chatter. This may be a slaughter situation. Um, who's saying that they um, basically came out to their family um, about being transgender? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shooting his family at the home. Okay. Absolute nonsense. I'm sorry. What's the address? I'm assuming that address was Marjorie Taylor Greene's address. Wrong. Okay, can you just... Borg! Yeah, we, we talked about that power plant, but like I didn't know it had been severely damaged. We talked about that. It's like the top story tonight. Okay, is everything okay? I'm sorry if um, you couldn't hear me. No, I can hear you. I didn't. I didn't know it was damaged and still maybe on fire. Goddamn. That's what telling me. I work for Suicide Lifeline. He shot his family members, and he's going to. Oh, voodoo! We're gonna we're gonna watch the uh, footage or go watch some footage above the uh, Artemis rocket here at the end. Um. Yeah, but this 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 call is just it's giving it all away. Yeah, it is a nuclear plant that they're afraid has been damaged. Okay, and that's the male who possibly shot his family? Yes. And I could give you a last name also that he provided me. Okay, what's his last name? So it's wild. It's wild that they went through Lifeline. And a military crisis hotline. They didn't call 911 directly themselves. They went through a military crisis hotline and lifeline. Or life alert or some shit like that. I think that's a giveaway too. I'm convinced. I'm convinced it's from the right. You'll, you'll, you'll have to present me with a shit ton of evidence to say otherwise. Let's move on over to Trump. We got to check in on, on Trumpy boy here. You know, we've had the, we've the had the, uh, uh, the whole raid on Mar-a-Lago going on. Good morning, America. This morning, a federal judge may grant Trump's request for a special master. This is something he should have done three weeks ago. I've speculated that the FBI has probably already looked through the files. I'm not sure if they have or not. But that's what a special master would be. It's a judge that both sides would agree on, that would review the materials to make sure that uh, everything is kosher, uh, if there were things that needed to be returned to Trump, they would be returned to Trump. That didn't have to do with the investigation. Search on Donald Trump's residence. A federal judge hinting that she will yield to the Trump team's request for a special master to review the documents seized from Mar-a-Lago. Let's go right to ABC's Mary Alice Parks at the Justice Department. Mary Alice, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, the judge reviewing this request from the Trump team has now asked the government to submit their arguments in this case. But she wrote yesterday that she has, quote, preliminary intent to grant this request. 
Overnight, a federal judge in Florida scheduling a hearing around former President Trump's request for a court-appointed special master, an outside expert to review the evidence FBI agents seized at Mar-a-Lago earlier this month. They're asking for a special master because of this uh, idea they have of things being subject to executive privilege. It's not a crazy notion. Executive privilege works differently, though, and it's not absolute. It can be overridden by significant government interests. The current president? Criminal investigation at the Department of Justice. The director of national intelligence Saturday confirming her office started a new assessment into any potential risk to national security that could have come as the result of classified materials being kept unsecured at Mar-a-Lago. They're going to be trying. There was a congressperson that's on like the intelligence committee, like after his briefing was like, ooh, we need to do an assessment. They determine is who had access to this material. It was found in different rooms, but it was commingled with non-classified materials, including things like newspapers, clippings, and frankly, just junk. If this were to get into the wrong hands, what would be our specific threat to national security? The newly unsealed affidavit that prosecutors used to justify their need for a search warrant of Trump's home, detailing how Mar-a-Lago did not have any secure authorized location for the storage of classified information, and that some of the documents the government had retrieved in the months before the search had information from clandestine human sources, meaning our nation's spies. Disclosing this, these methods place all Americans at risk because if the government can't use those information collection and investigative methods to gather intelligence, they can't stop threats. I asked President Biden Friday about Trump's claims he used his presidential powers to declassify the material. Well, I just want to know I've declassified everything in the world. I'm president. I can do it all. Come on. Now another oh, God damn. Dark Brandon really has taken over. Government had well-funded concerns. He's got jokes now. Frustrate or otherwise interfere with this investigation. That plus the statements that they had repeatedly asked the Trump team to turn over any remaining documents. For, for those who don't know, his, his poll numbers have bounced back up. They're now above Trump. He's got many people saying like he's a better president than Obama. And uh, honestly, he probably is. That was such a low bar to clear. And I mean, Obama was just like, Obama only looks good next to Republicans, so. Has a lot of legal experts this morning wondering whether investigators are looking into whether former President Trump was intentionally not cooperating. Eva? Well, yeah. Thank you. And let's bring in ABC News political director Rick Klein. Was he intentionally not cooperating? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear from former White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham, who apparently knows him pretty well and what she thinks. Yeah, that's that's right, Jim. You know, it, it is the president's home six months out of the year, but it is also a club, a resort. And it is a resort <laughs> that puts its members very... I'm sorry, Sassy. I like he's... Guests of the members can come in with... He was better than... Like, Of the presidents in my lifetime, he's probably like he's the, he's the worst Democrat. It seems he's on like fucking Biden's gonna be better. Clinton was better. Like that's like yeah. 
So, like, other than the Republicans, like, he's the, he's the worst president of my lifetime. He was better than Reagan or H.W. or, or W. Or Trump, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy. And, you know, here's the thing. Here's my assessment of Biden. And I, I, I said this to somebody the other day, like, I think he's probably the most most genuine of the of the uh, presidents we've had. Like I, I don't think his policy is correct, but I think his heart is in the right place. Like he, like he is probably genuinely thinking he is doing what is best for everybody. Yada yada yada. I mean that counts for something. But anyway, fucking Trump and his dumbass. Stephanie Grisham, the former uh, White House press secretary on Trump's messaging. With very, very little vetting, they cater to their members, which they have the right to do. But there are people in and out of there constantly who are not necessarily vetted. Um, So that's something to to think about. And, you know, I know there was a padlock put on the door, but how easy could it be to cut a padlock? It just it seems less them. I think that's what's you know, everybody wants to know, how does this affect me? Bottom Apparently, mo- multiple people have the key to the padlock. My Republican colleagues already downplaying it, saying, oh, they only found documents. I'm not sure what they're expecting. Um, but right now, if this clear second, codes. there are people in our country and around this world who are protecting us. They are undercover and they're protecting us, whether they're working for an intelligence agency or the military. They are in dangerous situations all the time, protecting us from things that we have no idea about. And the fact that there were documents uh, there that could blow these people's cover, it should worry people because it puts your families at risk. And so I think that's something for for people to really try to understand. It's not just some documents that were thrown in a box. These are people's lives, and these are the lives of people's families. Right, and, and Nick, looking at this from a prosecutor's perspective, uh, what stands out to you in the affidavit uh, in the case that the Department of Justice seems to be building right now? Well, I think what really stands out to me is the obstruction piece of this. I mean, the concealment that's listed in that affidavit. I mean, that is what really triggered this search warrant in the first place, because they had evidence uh, that they were being lied to, that they were being played, uh, and that Donald Trump and some others were basically concealing these documents, which leads to the big question, why would they even want these documents in the first place? Which of course brings up this issue of what happened to these documents, who had access to them, and were any of our real major secrets uh, blown? I want to know who grabbed the documents for him. Trump wouldn't know. Um, Trump wouldn't know like what the fuck it was like. How's he gonna know what the fuck is valuable? He's a dumbass. So, like, who was working with him to obtain these documents? And why? Was it was it General Flynn in there? We know he was working on, on behalf of foreign agents. Trump trying to do a national treasure. <laughs> that could be a funny cartoon. Trump going through the White House trying to pull a national treasure. Computer standpoint, it's that obstruction piece uh, that really is important here. And Stephanie, we've heard, seen a number of responses from Trump uh, revealing some of his thinking uh, over the past several days. And, and some of these truth posts, as they're called, uh, in an Orwellian sort of way, I guess, 
I mean, they 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 Truth Social apparently is going into bankruptcy. Do you think Trump is freaking out over this? I think he's got to be concerned. I don't I don't know how he's not. I mean, the man is under investigation six, seven, eight ways, a different investigations. And now, you know, people have gone into his home and removed actual evidence. I think the fact that he keeps changing his messaging to me as somebody who worked for him uh, for so long, that is very telling. A lot of times with Donald Trump, he will go to a message and stick to it and double down, triple down, even if it's absolutely the wrong message. This time the message keeps changing, whether it's they planted evidence, or <laughs> I should have gone in, I had no notice, I wasn't even <laughs> chance, or most recently it's been, you know, released. Even if it's the wrong messaging, he will draw with a magic marker. No, the hurricane's going to go this way. <laughs> be transparent. And so they released this affidavit that's completely setting precedent that I'm not sure will be good in the future for future cases or the president or future presidents, excuse me. Um, and now that's not enough either. What are these uh, redactions, you know, covering up? And really, they just want to see what the redactions are because they want to see who's talking to them and they want to see exactly what the DOJ has so they can start crafting messages against it. Um, all that to say, yes, I think he is nervous. This isn't like him to change his message so often. He's much better at PR than that. I, I know that sounds silly, but usually when he just triples down on anything no matter how i can see Stephen miller being involved you're you're very correct right now and he has been all over the place on this uh, all right when we come back a conservative commentator calls joe biden the joker that inspired my my thumbnail for today's live show where i made biden the joker put him put him in front of the hospital this could be this could be I'm gonna try to make it go viral on right wing sites this could be the new version of the dark Brandon meme so we're we're gonna talk about the conservative commentator called Joe Biden the Joker Bill Maher is gonna tell us why uh, student debt relief is bad I'm going to explain to you why anybody who's against student loan forgiveness is a hypocrite. Corporate profits surge as inflation eases. Stocks tumbled on Friday. Plus, we're going to talk about Zuckerberg on Joe Rogan. And uh, we're going to go into the Artemis launch. It's going to be happening tomorrow. All that and more on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol. Live. I did a bad job picking out a meme. That has happened to me before. Be outside on the porch, smoking the bowl. Dog just across the way. Me mugging you. What's your problem, dog? Ida, good evening! Who was going to do the CIA bringing drugs? Uh, Clinton. Clinton was governor. <laughs> Bill Clinton was governor.
Just saying. Oh, I socks once outside. I shouldn't have closed the door. She's in there watching a Star War, though. He had it up really loud. I was like, do you have it up as that loud because, like, of me? Drown me out? Sort of. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway. Fucking Bill Clinton. There's so, like, I have so many problems with Bill Clinton. That's why I don't think Bill Clinton was all that good of a president either. I don't think I don't think we've had all that good of a president during my lifetime, to be completely honest with you. I grew up in the age of the neoliberal. My God, does it suck. We need some good old-fashioned worker populism. That's just me. That's what I think. These conservatives, man, they're losing their minds over, like, milk toast Joe Biden. Neo-shit-lib Joe Biden. That was a topic that people actually went to the polls for, and I think they're going to go to the polls this cycle. I'm riddled with student loan debt. I'm from uh, the uh, congressman's home state of Ohio, and your home state a eighth of your population could actually benefit from this program. And I think people should be really careful about making fun of folks who have student loan debts. There are teachers, there are nurses, there are firefighters, there are law enforcement. They are people who are public servants that have, they're not getting their minimum wage raised because we know the Republicans don't want to do that. They're not getting better school. Uh, You're talking about pre-K. It's not like people are passing policies to actually help our education system. They are people who can't get from under it because of the way that interest is set up and that it's it is a different type of loan because when you take out a house mortgage you can actually sell that house and get rid of that debt you can't get rid of student loan debt it is with you for the but rest of the your life. The problem is this. This does absolutely nothing to address the issue of higher ed- education being unaffordable. And the, the fact that we're saying people who are making six figures, $125,000 a year, are going to have their student debt forgiven when the... The median income in this country is $67,000 a year. I am all for more programs if we want to have loan forgiveness for teachers, for nurses. What did I just say? What did I just say? Huh? I don't even remember what it was, but I made such a good point. And then I pulled Grumpy Cat over here. But I don't remember what I said. $67,000 a year. I am all for more programs if we want to have loan forgiveness for teachers, for nurses, AmeriCorps, the Peace Corps. Those things work to fill roles that we need to. But just to say, you have a graduate degree, but a third of this a third of this country didn't even have the opportunity to go to college, to get an associate's degree, didn't have the credit to take out a loan that they later can't pay back. It's It plays to this notion, I'm sorry. We want everybody to be able to go to college. We want college to be accessible to everybody. Dumb shit. Sorry, but that 
the Democrats are becoming the party of elites. And Donald Trump played to that. There's a reason working Americans turned out for Donald Trump, who I'm no fan of, but this is playing right into that. It's a new feeling for me, the third person <laughs> at the table jumping on top of a dog pile. It's, uh, <laughs> Playing the role of Scott Jennings. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We flipped this week. That's right. Um, I think many important and smart things have been said at this table, so I'll just add a couple. I feel like we've reached the joker phase of the Biden presidency. All we're lacking now is the face paint and a purple suit. He's riding a parade float down Pennsylvania Avenue just tossing money out the window here, and it's totally... See? See? I didn't get it. Because I thought he was going to call Biden the Heath Ledger Joker. And I didn't think that made sense since that Joker set the money on fire. But he's not. He going back to the Jack Nicholson Joker in the parade float who's just handing out, like, the, the he's throwing the money out before, like, the balloons release the fucking shit over the crowd. This guy ain't even seen new fucking Batman. He can't even give you a reference in the last 25 years. Um, I think many important and smart things have been said at this table, so I'll just add a couple. I feel like we've reached the Joker phase of the Biden presidency. All we're lacking now is the face paint and a purple suit. He's riding a parade float down Pennsylvania Avenue just tossing money out the window here. And it's If only. It's completely unconstitutional. It completely is in violation of our norm. You've got a president... And with no uh, agreement from Congress spending up to a half a trillion dollars, I mean, this is a massive, massive thing, and it's unprecedented. And Biden ran as someone who was going to restore our norms and restore the balance and uh, restore our, you know... Keep, Keep in mind that half a trillion dollar number. Keep that in mind. Keep that one in mind when I uh, start laying some numbers on you here in a little bit. Oh. Uh, 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 law, laws and, and institutions, and this is completely in opposition to all of that, all for politics. Some people have analyzed it that it's for politics for the midterm. This is primary politics. This is a guy who wants to run for re-election, and who, in the polling, which group of Democrats hates him the most? The young Democrats. Well, and let, so it's, it's, it is a payoff for the 2024 primary. Let me- I mean, sure. And you know, since Bernie's up here, I'm sure that's what he's talking about. Senator Sanders, thanks for joining us again this morning. You just heard uh, Senator Blunt right there. He said this program is unfair. It's going to hurt the economy. Well, he's wrong. Uh, 60% of the benefits go to people who are on Pell Grants. Uh, 87% of the benefits go to people who are making $75,000 a year. Look, I know it is shocking, George, to some Republicans uh, that the government actually on occasion does something to benefit working families and low-income people. Uh, I don't hear any of these Republicans squawking when we give massive this way, tax This is the way the Republicans are looking. When we have an effective tax rate today, such that the 1% have a lower effective tax rate uh, than working people. We have major corporations in a given year don't pay a nickel in federal taxes. That's okay. But suddenly when we do something for working people, uh, it is a terrible idea. I was in... Uh, Boston last week, and I was talking to nurses, and these nurses were telling me that they are working in some cases two jobs, outrageous hours. Pop- and they're probably telling you that they're getting uh, fucking threats from right wing idiots being spurred on by fucking Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh. In order to pay for 
uh, the student debts that they have accumulated. Uh, so in my view, the president did a, the right thing. Uh, and we have got to be really thinking about higher education in general. And in my view, uh, at a time when hundreds of thousands of bright young people can't even afford to go to college, if we're going to be competitive in a global economy, uh, we need to make public colleges and universities tuition free. As you know, Senator Sanders, it's not just Democrats, I mean, Republicans who have criticized this program. Several of your Democratic colleagues who are up for re-election this year have criticized it as well. Michael Bennett said President Biden should have included a plan. Michael Bennett sucks. Cortez Mastro, she says it doesn't address the root cause of college affordability. Now that, that is a fair point. Ohio said it's unfair to those with student loans, who without student loans, who are struggling. That is not a fair point. The, the, only, the only point made there that Stephanopoulos brought up was that it doesn't do uh, anything to address the root cause, which is absolutely fucking true. But I'm pretty sure that Bernie is going to have a solution for that root cause. Well, the truth is... Uh, now, it does... It, like, voodoo, it does address a couple of things. It, like, let's, let's give it credit for what it does do. It caps the interest rate at 5%, and it also like, uh, cap, like, it caps the time frame. Like, you can't pay more than like 10 years. So, like, it, do, it does do fucking, like, something. Criticism is correct, but the answer is not to deny help to people who cannot deal with these horrendous student debts who are delaying getting married, delaying uh, even having children. The answer is that maybe, just maybe, we want to have a government that works for all working people and not just the people on top. So the answer, I think, is to say, yeah, it's fair to me working person right now. You're worried about what happens to you when you are retiring. Well, maybe we should demand that the wealthiest people in this country start paying their fair share of taxes so we can expand Social Security, improve the benefits and protect those workers. Maybe we should raise the minimum wage to a living wage for low income workers. Maybe we should do whatever you other. What a novel idea. And guarantee health care to all people as a human right, rather than spending twice as much per capita on health care as other countries and leaving 70 million Americans uninsured and underinsured. Maybe we should have the courage to take. I actually had a dude on Twitter the other day argue with me saying, like, tried to make the point that. Uh, of all the problems we're facing, regulating the tech industry against censorship of conservatives was the it, w- it would cost the least to figure. It would cost less than fixing he- health care. And I'm like, motherfucker, Medicare for all would save us money. And I showed him like multiple things saying that. I'm like, you're wanting to fucking regulate an industry for a problem that doesn't exist, and trying to make the argument to me that it would cost less. Than fixing healthcare, when I'm telling you, fixing healthcare would save us fucking money. Idiots. On the drug companies, and I pay ten times more for a particular drug than they do in in other countries. So the answer is not to do what Republicans want to do. It's like, oh, it's unfair to this person because we're helping that person. The answer is maybe to create a government where, which works for all people and not just for wealthy campaign contributors. And by the way, George, you know, we don't talk about this enough. We got to deal with this massive income and wealth inequality. Three people on top owning more wealth than the bottom half of American society. That's some of the issues that we got to deal with.
you can't address any of those without more Democrats in the Senate. How are you feeling about the midterms uh, right now? We know there are a lot of headwinds. Pretty fucking good, actually, George. Over the course of the summer. Yeah, I I think that um, what the Supreme Court did in saying to every woman in America, uh, you can't control your own body. Your state government will make a decision uh, on this most personal matter of an abortion. I think that the American people are saying, excuse me, uh, in America, in the year 2022, uh, women will make that decision. And I think that decision is going to reverberate very poorly for Republicans who think that women do not have a right to control their own bodies. Uh, I think the gun violence that we have seen is also going to play a role. I, I just want to hear what Bernie had to say about the student loan debacle that we're currently going through. Because Bill Maher had a lot to say about student loan forgiveness. And, you know, to properly represent the left, he had Amy Klobuchar on. So we're going to get some of that Globmentum. I don't know who else was on the panel. I don't know if they're still doing college two loans. guests. It's, it's interesting. I don't know right if they're now, back to three guests yet. College loans. <laughs> there are other- oh, it's Amy Klobuchar and Meathead, Rob Reiner. So Meathead might actually throw us some, uh, uh, some relief here from Bill Maher's insufferability. Other people in America, the vast majority of Americans, didn't go to college, and they don't have college. I'm not. I'm not using that as a pejorative. He played a character. Well, I guess Archie Bunker was using it as a pejorative on All in the Family, but Archie always called. It, I don't even remember what his real what, what the character's name was. But he was Meathead. So they're a little pissed about this. They're like, you know, there are plumbers out there saying, "Well, why don't you pay off my truck?" Instead, because that's what my money went to, my life went to. It's amazing to me when I read in the paper today how many Democrats are divided about this. They're not completely behind this idea that Joe Biden is paying off people's student loans. So where are you on that one? I think you know during the presidential. His bougie Hollywood friends aren't against Joe Biden paying off people's loans. You just can't staple a diploma for free under everyone's chair. Part of that is I think we need to focus on apprenticeships and filling the hard-to-fill jobs. That being said, Bill, this... Mandy, are you asking if I'm still alive or Bill Maher is still alive? Bill Maher is still alive when he's on, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I quit watching it like five years ago. Am I live? I don't think so. I'm actually a tape record right now. You're you're watching like a replay of an earlier episode of the Troll Patrol. So I'm glad I can clear that up for you. This is more targeted than a bunch of the proposals that were out there. Um, and 87% of the money goes to people uh, that are making less than 70 And then I, I, I assume I really fucked with your head. I was on crack. Right. Right. <laughs> well- $5,000 a year. You've got, wow. it will help nurses. It helps nurses. It helps teachers. It helps electricians. A bunch of people love have to. community college loans. That being said, if I could wave a magic wand and do what I want to do, I would have actually tied it to the hard to fill jobs. We have 10 million job openings right now in our country. Two million of them are in healthcare assisted living. So if people will go into those jobs. Honey, let me tell you how to fix your, your job shortage. If we have a job shortage, pay more, pay more. 
Sybil, you can't find somebody, pay more money. Instead of being like head fund managers, um, then we could actually put the uh, loan repayment help and have it connected to people going into the jobs that we need to fill. I think that would be a way you can do it. But I do think it's important for people to understand that this is a targeted program that he put out. 50 years ago. Yeah, the the thing about a degree having a worth tones like a lot of I've seen a lot of people be like uh, elective classes shouldn't be a thing. It isn't. It doesn't go towards your degree. I'm like, it's a goes toward making you a a well-rounded person that can critically think. And knows about a a swath of topics. Like, you don't want people coming out and only being educated in one specific thing. You want to try to get a a survey of classes. 70% of good jobs required a high school diploma. Now, they say 70%. That's the technical school argument as well. So I know this is, like, supposed to address income inequality, but it kind of does the reverse. Because it's the people who have college degrees. Yeah, but there are also parents of those kids who don't have college degrees who want their kids to be able to go to college so that they can have a better life than they did. And we have to address the the, the cost of going to college. I mean, I'm an old man, but when I went to college, you know, at UCLA, uh, it it cost me $242 to go to school. Yeah, we're going to get into that here in a second. It's crazy what you have to pay, and it's unfortunate, and it does target... The, the, the kids that are most, uh, you know, most in need. But I keep saying on this show, no one's listening, but I keep saying. Well, you're, it's your show. I know. Because no, you no, suck. I'm just, I'm just saying nobody, you know, like, oh. eventually they follow my lead. But it, it takes, <laughs> takes years. A decade. It takes years yeah. and yeah. someone else to claim yeah. it. Anyway, but I keep saying it's not about affordability. Uh, yes, college is unaffordable. It's about making college more unnecessary. It's a giant scam. It's a consumer product that they're selling you. Oh, no, see, you're complaining about capitalism. You can't make colleges compete in a capitalist society and compete for students and then get upset that they behave in a capitalist manner. It sucks. Joey, good evening. Welcome. not really getting any education. Exactly. Just pretend it's a tax cut for the rich. Look at the job you have. You're a big time guy and have your own show. (laughs) Would you have your own show with? Maybe you would. I don't know. Uh, Yes, I would. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I. I, No, I mean, actually, I mean. Yeah, but you wouldn't qualify for the loan repayment. (laughs) (laughs) Income. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, Klobuchar. Really require it's a scam. Drop the globe hammer on him. Nurses, I've talked to so many nurses. My mother was a nurse. I still know many nurses that were friends. Okay, uh, administrators, teachers, they all have this complaint that at a certain point they need more education to like advance in their career. When really they know exactly what they're doing. They don't. It's just a way to make you go back to school. And I feel like. Education is to Democrats what tax cuts are to Republicans. They think it solves everything. 
But well, it's not just uh, upper education. You're also talking about K through 12. Yeah. And that's something the Democrats have cared about forever. And you see uh, Republicans moving away from public education. That, to me, is where uh, the actively big- hostile to public education, Rob should go to college. If you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer, you want to do something that you know, you want to be in the space industry. You have to go to college. There are other jobs that you don't need college for. And so I, 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 choice. I think you and I. I have shared this view. We're not going to. I hate how like everything's about like how much money you make. Well, like why is why is that what we focus on? A lot of people want to go to college just to take classes. I want I want that to be a thing. People can go to college and take classes if they want to. <laughs> be just because you want to learn about a subject. My God, we're so fucked up as a society. A shortage of sports marketing degrees here. <laughs> we're going <laughs> right. to have a shortage of plumbers, electricians. We have a shortage of nurses, technology workers. And some of those jobs... Pay them more. Just got to meet people where they are. And that's why I'd like to tie it to the jobs that we need to fill. I, I Your idea is stupid. Just pay... pay more. I'm going to hit you with a couple of opinion columns. But they got some facts I want to I want to lay on you. And one of them is from LA, the other one is from Alabama. This is from al.com, the hidden subsidy behind those old bootstrap students. US rep Barry Moore thinks everybody should pay for college just like he did with sweat. It's a rough and rugged sentiment in America. We lift ourselves up by our bootstraps, which is stupid. It's impossible. And it's one shared by many of his Alabama Republican colleagues in Congress, like Mike Rogers, who called Biden's plan socialism. Senator Tommy Tuberville, who said it's unfair to those who paid their own way. Representative Gary Palmer called it a raw abuse of power. Only there's one thing missing. Most of Moore's education expenses were covered by the state. And no, I'm not talking about Moore's GI Bill. Rather, when these lawmakers were in school, state appropriations paid for most of the freight for anyone attending a public university. And that was the way it was across the country. It varied depending on state. It was somewhere between about 75% and 95% paid for depending on the state you lived in. And for Palmer, who graduated from the University of Alabama, or for Rogers, who went to Jacksonville State in East Alabama back then, you didn't have to hope for a bailout on the back end. These guys got their subsidized schooling up front, and they probably never even knew it. In 1980, student tuition at Alabama public colleges and universities accounted for 27% of all revenue. That other 73%, where did most of that money come from to run a state college? It came from state and federal funding. 73% in Alabama. In addition to foundations and other nonprofit institutions. But it mostly came from the state. Every time Moore tugged on one of his bootstraps, somebody else pulled on the other three. Moore and his pals in the Alabama delegation should really say thank you to you, the taxpayers who paid most of their way through college. But I'm not so sure you got your money's worth. It's what I tell baby boomers all the time. You got your way pretty much paid for. But it's also like because it was built into it, they don't realize it. They're like, I worked and paid my way through college. 
Same is true in California, but they got a bigger chunk of their college paid for. Republicans attacking student loan relief as a taxpayer burden got their own degrees on taxpayer dime. President Biden's student loan relief pro, uh, proposal, including a freeze on payments through the end of the year and forgiveness of 10 and 20 grand in loan balances, has elicited predictable cries of outrage from Republicans. Uh, a slap in the face to working Americans, says uh, Turtle Senate Majority Leader or Minority Leader Mitch McConnell graduate of two public universities in his home state. They're graduates of public state uh, public state universities generally in the era when in-state tuition at those institutions was far, far lower than it is today, even accounting for inflation. Who picked up the tab back then? Taxpayers! Put Put it all together, and one can see that Republican chorus against student loan relief ranks as one of the most stupendous outpourings of sanctimonious, hypocritical claptrap in recent memory. But let's not speak in generalities. Let's look at specifics. Start with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who called the student relief plan Biden's debt transfer scam and said it will fall upon hardworking Americans. In 1989, when McCarthy received his undergraduate degree from Cal State Bakersfield, tuition was less than $1,300 a year thanks to financial support from hardworking Californians. Adjusted for inflation, that would be about $2,800 today. Annual tuition at Cal State today is $5,742, more than twice as high. Move on to Representative Doug LaMalfa. Amalfa is one of my favorite California political hypocrites. He's the guy who bellied up to taxpayer uh, to the taxpayer trough with other family members to collect more than 5.5 million in federal crop subsidies while voting to cut food stamp benefits for low-income Americans. LaMalfa tweeted that Biden's plan only transfers that greater than a $300 billion payment to blue-collar workers. LaMalfa received an agriculture degree from Cal Poly San Luis Abismo uh, sometime. Abispo. I'm sorry. I fucked it up. Sometime in the early 1980s. Back then, uh, tuition at Cal Poly came at about $380 a year. $380 a year. Tuition now at Cal Poly? Ten grand a year. California Republicans aren't the only recipients of largesse from the taxpayers of your uh, grousing about the effect of higher education subsidies on taxpayers of today. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell calls Biden's plan student loan socialism a slap in the face to hardworking Americans. McConnell received his bachelor's degree in 1964 from the University of Louisville, a public municipal university at the time, and a law degree from the University of Kentucky. Tuition at Louisville was $330 a year when McConnell was there, or about $3,200 in today's money. It's now $6,162 for state residents. How about Senator Charles Grassley, who uh, tweeted that Biden's plan is unfair. His tweet stated to people making up to 125 grand or a couple making up to 250 grand or getting student loans paid for by uh, everyone else who didn't go to college or paid their own loans. Grassley received his undergraduate degree from Iowa State Teachers College. 
now the University of Northern Iowa, in 1955. That's how old these fucks are. 1955. Tuition during his time there was $40 per quarter or $160 per year, about $1,700 in today's money. Tuition is just shy of 10 grand or more than five times as much. That's not the only angle I want to come at this from here tonight. Let's talk about fossil fuel subsidies. Remember when I told you to keep that half a trillion number in your head? Half a trillion. Not quite half a trillion is what the Biden proposal costs. Fossil fuels received... This is, this is from... Yale Environment, and I looked it up to make sure that it was Yale University. It is indeed Yale University that put this out. This was published on October 6th of 2021. It was a report detailing 2020 subsidies for fossil fuels. The fossil fuel industry received from our government... In one year, $5.9 trillion in subsidies. ExxonMobil is the most profitable company in the history of the world. The amount of subsidies that ExxonMobil receives in one year could pay for all student loan debt twice over. The United States government gave the fossil fuel industry almost $6 trillion in one year. Anyone saying anything about any kind of student loan forgiveness, whether it's the current proposal from Biden to cancel 10 and 20 grand, which, by the way, I will give you guys the details on how you can uh, go about filling out your application for that. Uh, the application is not open yet. I checked that earlier. But I will get that information to you guys because you have to be proactive about it. It's just not automatically going to roll off. Anyone complaining about that proposal or canceling student debt? Because we're talking... We're talking... It's it's minuscule. It's minuscule. Let me tell you what the actual number for student loan debt right now is. I'm bad at math, so somebody needs to do the math for me. The current amount of total student loan debt, including that held by the uh, the federal government and private loans, is 1.75 trillion. Now I'm bad at math. That's that's 
a third of what we give fossil fuel companies, which one of which is the most profitable company in the history of the world. The entire largesse of of student loan debt is a third of what we give fossil fuel companies in one year. I rest my case. Fuck off anybody who is against total forgiveness of student debt and we should not be shoveling that money at fossil fuel companies and we should use that money to I don't know provide health care and education to every citizen what a novel fucking idea Here's one for you, but now I promise I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bunch of stories, content warning. I'm gonna do a bunch of fucking stories that are gonna piss you off. But at the end of this, I've got some I got some karma for you. I've got I've got some 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 moment of zen, as as John Stewart would call it, at the end of all this. It'll make it worthwhile. Corporate profits surge to record high. Two trillion astronomical corporate profits confirm what corporate executives have been telling us on earning calls over and over again. They're making a lot of money by charging people more. We're reading from Common Dreams here. Federal data published on Thursday shows that non-financial corporate profits in the U.S. surged to an all-time record of $2 trillion in the second quarter of 2022 as companies continued jacking up prices, pushing inflation to a 40-year high to the detriment of workers and consumers. According to figures released by the Commerce Department's Bureau of Economic Analysis, corporate profit margins over the past three months were the widest they've been since the 1950s as ongoing price hikes pad the bottom lines of large businesses and eat into the paychecks of employees. Mega corporations are a key driver of high prices, and we need bold action to rein them in. We can argue until the cows come home about the cause of inflation. Chris Becker, senior economist at the Groundwork Collaborative, wrote in response to the new data, but we can't lose sight of the basic moral point that it is outrageous that corporations are seeing skyrocketing profits while purchasing power for so many American households is declining. Bloomberg noted on Thursday that with household budgets squeezed by the rising cost of living, some firms have been able to offset any slip in demand by charging more to the customers they've retained. And, you know, bilking the government. The Secret Service recovered $286 million in stolen pandemic loans. 
The U.S. Secret Service said Friday that it has recovered $286 million fraudulently obtained pandemic loans and is returning money to the Small Business Administration. The Secret Service said an investigation initiated by its Orlando office found that alleged conspirators submitted economic injury disaster loan applications by using fake or stolen employment and personal information and used an online bank, Green Dot, to conceal and move their criminal proceeds. The agency worked with Green Dot to identify roughly 15,000 accounts and seized $286 million connected to the accounts. This forfeiture effort... Now, that, that kind of worries me. Like, anytime the feds do something like that, because there's bound to be innocent people get caught up in that shit. that now have their money froze. This forfeiture effort and those uh, to come are a direct and necessary response to the unprecedented size and scope of pandemic relief fraud. Millions have been fraudulently claimed through various pandemic relief programs, including the Paycheck Protection Program loans, unemployment insurance, and others that were rolled out in the midst of the worldwide pandemic that shut down global economies for months. Not the U.S. We shut down about 50% of the economy for two months. And then the fact that we had uh, lean staffing and just-in-time uh, supply chains resulted in the inflation that we were seeing because demand uh, skyrocketed for certain goods and production couldn't keep up. But inflation has eased. As consumer prices rise at 6.3% in July, Biden said zero inflation. He was technically true, but year over year or year over year inflation was 6.3%. Inflation eased last month as energy prices tumbled, raising hopes that surging costs of everything from gasoline to food may have peaked, according to a Commerce Department report Friday and and the Bank of America report that we read a week or two ago. Uh, said that if this is indeed the peak of inflation and we see it continue to come down, like, uh, it'd celebrate good times for, like, the next year and a half. According to a Commerce Department report Friday that is closely watched by the Federal Reserve, consumer prices rose 6.3% in July from a year earlier after posting an annual increase of 6.8% in June, the biggest jump since 1982. Energy prices made the difference in July. They dropped last month after surging in June. Now, I I painted you that rosy picture that Bank of America said, but the World Bank says most countries are headed for a recession. Warns of a possible return to 1970s style stagflation. Oh, this is this is from June 7th. I'm sorry. I pulled this out and uh, it doesn't really... Oh, fucking shit. I closed my browser. doesn't really do us any good because the conditions have changed. The Dow dropped 1,000 points after Fed Powell says rates will stay high. The Fed is set to issue a final rate hike next month. 
The S&P 500 was 3% uh, lower on track for its biggest drop in two months after Jerome Powell said the Fed will likely need to keep interest rates high. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, average sank uh, more than 1,000 points on Friday after the head of the Federal Reserve dashed Wall Street's hopes that it may soon ease up on high interest rates. And it's not even, they're not even that high. They're not even that high. Yes, Mox, they are going to indeed keep crushing the workers. By the way, good evening. Love your face. Dow dropped at 3%. The NASDAQ composite ended at 3.9% lower, reflecting a broad sell-off led by technology stocks. Higher rates help uh, Coral... Coral? 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 Inflation? (laughs) But they also hurt asset prices. Well, we're not seeing that right now. We're not seeing the job market soften. So if we can if we can bring interest rates up and the job market stays hot, we're doing great. And and that's that's if the job market stagnates, that's when we can see the stagflation. But if we stay hot, like we're 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 good. Like this, this could be good for us. The boomers may have just fucked it up, and because they don't know what they're doing, the economy's imaginary. They don't understand what they're doing. You know, it's like it's like you know, you got a boomer at work. You like they don't know what they're doing there. You do their job. They get paid more than you do. That's what's going on here. We'll just let the boomer fuck it up and we'll take advantage of it. They're getting ready to fuck up the housing market. We can take advantage of that. If the job market stays strong and the housing market collapses the way it has been. Oh, shit. Unprecedented times we could be in. But hey, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know shit. I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to numbers. I'm sorry, RB. I'm always picking on the boomers. I watched a video earlier about a boomer that uh, said like they were shit at raising children, and like, yeah, I agreed with him, but I also didn't agree with a lot of a lot of what he had to say. He had a lot of bullshit to say too, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't keep that video. Uh, I promised you, I promised you something fun here for the end of these financial stories. And here you go. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to deliver on my promise. Watch this luxury yacht sink. Italy's Coast Guard was unable to save a 131-foot luxury yacht. Type F to pay your respects, motherfuckers. All the crew members and passengers were rescued. That was fun. I won't watch it again. Oh shit! No. Tonight, a week of no. I want the yacht again. 
Might have to play this one on the Freak Show this Friday. It is just fun times. This is almost as good as the walrus that was uh, fucking ships up. They euthanized that walrus. I'm so upset. They told people to stop fucking with it. Seeing seeing the end of it go underwater, that's awesome. Told you, told you. Now we gotta talk about Mark Zuckerberg and Joe Rogan. Do I have to hit the content warning? You're getting ready to see both Mark Zuckerberg and Joe Rogan. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. Oh, RB, you hit the weed. Oh, shit. Why didn't that show up? That didn't make sense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't see it. It didn't pop up and do the gif. Uh, uh. But it did it earlier. Weird. Are you not a mod, Mox? You got power now. You got power, Mox. I'm going to do my best to try to catch the ads and not let them play before the end of the stream. Good, do my fucking best. But it's not letting me do the delay right now. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? The, 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 the weed thing popped up? Oh, no. Did you not want the power? I gave you the power and now you can you can you can share shit with links now. Got that power. You can time people out and shit. My mods don't do much, Mox. You like you don't have to do anything. You got no responsibility. I don't expect you to be here. You don't have to like show like you don't have to be like, oh I'm a mod in this channel. Oh Dustin! Oh yeah, I'm I'm working. There's a couple of commands that you guys don't have yet that don't work just yet, but you may see them on the board, like the get back to the news. But you're also gonna have like you're gonna be able to talk to me about uh, video games. You'll be able to talk to me about food. We're gonna have all kinds of shit that you can redeem. How are you this evening, Dustin? Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, I just gave you that power so you can share links. Nice, nice long nap is always cool. I think Socks is over here taking a nice long nap. 
Also, for people who weren't here earlier, if you're watching on the YouTube, you guys have, I promised you, I would, I would make shit for you, members on YouTube, you've got badges and custom emojis now, and apparently you've got emojis that Twitch won't let me fucking, they won't approve them for some reason. So, over on YouTube, you've now got exclusive emojis, you've got Laughing Trollhead, and you got Trumpy Dance over on YouTube, if you're a member exclusive just to YouTube. Fuck, Twitch won't let me have them for some reason. So now they're exclusive to YouTube. Members, $2.99 YouTube. You get custom emojis. You get your Troll Patrol badge. All kinds of cool shit. You can you can you can make requests for emojis too. I'll make I'll make some shit for you. Hey Justin, are you trolling? Probably. I wouldn't troll. I wouldn't troll people that actually support me. That would be wrong of me. No, I'm not trolling. Okay, let me let me introduce this again. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to talk about Mark Zuckerberg and Joe Rogan. Mark Zuckerberg is now obsessed with MMA, rolling and wrestling with friends. Zuckerberg told Joe Rogan after an hour or two of working out or rolling or wrestling with friends or training with different folks, it's like you're ready to solve all the problems for the day. I thought Rogan did like an hour of cardio. It was like, oh, there's nothing like an hour of cardio. It just, just does, like, it does, it does, does the body good, it refreshes you. Noted T-Ball and surfing star Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> revealed to MMA, Ivermectin, etc. guy Joe Rogan that he has recently gotten in... <laughs> I love, I love, I love the way they put it. I love the way they put Up it. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. We're reading from Vice, that's why it sounds like that. Revealed that he's recently got into mixed martial arts because he can no longer spend enough time on his Hawaii ranch surfing. In a wide range of conversation in which Zuckerberg suggested that we will soon bring VR headsets to coffee shops, play poker with hologram cards, and turn various physical objects into holograms. God, he's so stupid. Rich people are stupid. They're completely divorced from reality. Zuckerberg revealed that he newly believes that mixed martial arts is the best sport and that he is now a big fan of rolling and wrestling with friends when he's not busy surfing 15-foot waves on his hydrofoil in Hawaii. Are you someone who trains with Mark Zuckerberg and is willing to violate the traditional sanctity of the gym to provide stories about or video of his intense sessions? Please get in touch. Jason Kobler with Vice. Or contact him at Signal. Uh, but you know we you know we gotta watch some clips. The FBI has had to respond to what uh Zuck had to say on Joe Rogan. When we take down something that that we're not supposed to, I mean that that is like, oh, I, it, I mean that's the worst. I mean How that's do you like discern. 
So, yeah, he's being asked about Hunter Biden's laptop. No. Whether someone's real or not. Like, this is the big argument with Elon <laughs> and Twitter. Because Elon asked Twitter, like, what percentage of your yeah. website is filled with bots? And they say 5%. And he says, I don't believe you. I think it's higher. Yeah. So, I mean, I think estimating the overall prevalence is, is one thing. But I think that the question of you know, looking at a page and is this page authentic, I think that there's a bunch of signals around that. I don't think that this stuff is black and white or that you're ever going to have like a perfect AI system. Um, I think it's all trade-offs all the way down, right? And it's and and you you could either you could build a system and you can either be overly aggressive and I really don't like him, bad guys, but then also by accident take out some number of good guys, or you could be a little more lenient and um, say, okay, no, the cost of taking out any number of good guys is too high, so we're going to tolerate having you know just a, a little bit more like more bad guys on the on the system. These are values. You're totally not being lenient. Mark Zuckerberg is a smart guy who's very ambitious. I think there's a big difference. Yeah. And when Zuckerberg's quote that I read recently, that what's good for the world is not necessarily good for Facebook, I'm like, that's it. Shut it down. He said that? Yeah. Wow. So no. her, okay, so that, that was from 2018. Facebook does. Rogan's right. Facebook profits off of encouraging dissent, pitting people against each other. Sucks though. I think in the same way that probably having to go through like a criminal trial but being proven innocent in the end sucks. Like it still sucks to have have like that you had to go through a criminal trial, but at the end you're free. I didn't get into this to basically judge those things. I got into this to design technology that helps people connect. It's this whole thing that's like arbitrating what is okay and what is not. I obviously have to be involved in that because this is at some level, you know, I run the company and um, and I, I can't just abdicate that. But but I, I also don't think that as a matter of governance, you want all of that decision-making vested in one individual. So I don't think they really had the clip that I I, I wanted to... Highlight because that's not really what the FBI was responding to. So he said that they took the Hunter Biden story down uh, because of the FBI. The day after Mark Zuckerberg said that Facebook limited a polarizing story ahead of the 2020 election because of an FBI warning, the federal agency said it can only alert a private entity of a potential threat not require it to take an action, which sounds correct. In an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast made available Thursday, Zuckerberg said that although the FBI didn't specifically name a New York Post article about Hunter Biden's laptop, it fit the pattern of what the FBI warned about. The FBI or the Facebook co-founder said the FBI is a legitimate institution and that the warning prompted him to take that seriously. The story was allowed to remain on Facebook, albeit with limited exposure. In a statement Friday night, the FBI said it has provided companies with foreign threat indicators to help protect their platforms and customers, but that it cannot ask or direct companies to take action on information received. The FBI routinely notifies U.S. private sector entities, including social media providers, of potential threat information so that they can decide how to better defend against threats. 
Uh, Meta on Friday night responded to the FBI statement via Twitter. The FBI shared general warnings about foreign interference, nothing specific about Hunter Biden. But that hasn't stopped right wingers of uh, claiming that they're in cahoots and that fucking Democrats tried to censor stories. The New York Post report alleged that a recovered version of Hunter Biden's laptop included emails that indicated Joe Biden used his position as vice president to help his son's business dealings in Ukraine. Uh, fuck. I think the I think the ads are going to play. I don't think I'm going to be able to stop them. I think I got there too late. Or did I? Did I? I think I might have been able to snooze them. An NBC News analysis of the hard drive, the iCloud account, and documents released by two Senate committees showed Hunter Biden and his company brought in about $11 million through his roles as an attorney and a board member with a Ukrainian for- uh, firm accused... I didn't know he was an attorney. <laughs> that makes more sense if he would sit on the board of something if he's an attorney. <laughs> A board member with a Ukrainian firm accused of bribery and his work with a Chinese businessman accused of fraud. Hunter Biden acknowledged in a statement in December of 2020 that federal investigators were investigating his tax affairs. A representative for Biden in May said he has paid off all of his tax responsibilities to the IRS, but legal experts have said that wouldn't necessarily spare him any potential criminal liability. Some have taken Zuckerberg's remarks to Rogan to mean Facebook censored news to favor Joe Biden leading into the 2020 election. Of course they have. Right-wingers always, always have to play victim. You know, since since we're talking about it here, I had it on the list. Let me pull it up. Apparently there is new evidence on the big guy. This was published on August 2nd. It's not even new evidence. God damn it. Charlie Kirk, fuck you. It ain't anything new we don't even know. Fuck off. Alright. Sorry. I just saw the headline that bookmarked it. I should know better than to fall for right-wing fucking propaganda. God damn. God damn. Alright, let's talk about space shit. ...favorable for tomorrow morning's launch of the most powerful rocket in NASA history. It stands tall on pad... 39B at the Kennedy Space Center. CBS's Mark Strassman is there with more on the goal of this big mission. Mark. Hey, Jerika. NASA's update here. Everything seems What's good. What's up, Jerika? All the focus on the rocket you see behind me and a launch NASA hopes will lift everyone watching. On the eve of launch, some NASA engineers probably feel stress. But they intend to stress this SLS rocket in a test flight more demanding than if astronauts were aboard. We are going to push this thing to the limit to see if everything is performing push it to the limit. as safe as possible when we put the crew on it. This rocket is a monster, 322 feet tall and weighing almost 6 million pounds when fully fueled. Yeah, this is one of those things, if it explodes tomorrow, like, that's a good thing, I guess. Because, like, it's basically, like, the last stress test. For NASA, the stakes are just as massive. Artemis 1 needs to work. 
After liftoff, Artemis 1 will push its Orion capsule toward the moon for a three-week orbit before a return splashdown in the Pacific Ocean. I guess it's not a good thing if it explodes. Covering 1.3 million miles. NASA's most ambitious moonshot since the Apollo era. It's got to be one of the most proud moments of my life. No one has moonwalked since 1972, the half century since Apollo 17 ended lunar landings for Americans, for anyone. When this mission is over, you'll have a much better sense of what these guys went through. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and a whole new appreciation for it, too, I'm sure, because I know it's not going to be easy. At liftoff, Rick Lebrode takes charge of Artemis One as its lead flight director. And how hurtful to the program would it be if it doesn't go right? It conceivably could be it could end the program. I hope we don't have to worry about that. It's my goal. Sometime later this decade, NASA intends to see astronauts moonwalking again, including an astronaut of color and a woman. For many at NASA, the moon looks as close as it has in a half century. I do look at the moon differently. That damn woke agenda. Going on at NASA, they got to make sure they get some diversity in there. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Really, I'm sure we looked at it that way back when we were flying Apollo, but that's been a long time. NASA will tell you that wait is almost over, but its lunar landing timeline hinges on meeting a series of goals, and the first one is a big one, turning this launch into a space success story. Jerika? Mark, thank you. Did they did they tell us what the weather is looking like? She said at the beginning, didn't she? The weather is 80% it. favorable for tomorrow morning's launch. 80% favorable. What was not favorable was last night when the launch pad was struck by lightning. But it's cool to look at, though. a slow motion replay I mean apparently it didn't do any damage but you know it's kind of ominous if you believe in omens You might think that this looks a little cursed. I want, I want, I want to see that again.
trying. It's giving it's giving me the the launch time and mountain time. It says six thirty three a.m. to eight thirty three a.m. mountain time. So that would be eight thirty three a.m. to ten thirty three a.m. Eastern time. Is that correct? Is that correct? They said there's no damage. They said there's no damage to it. They've inspected it and it's ready to go. Neither the rocket nor capsule suffered any damage during Saturday's thunderstorms. Ground equipment also was unaffected. Five lightning strikes were confirmed, hitting 600-foot towers surrounding the rocket at NASA's Kennedy Space Center. The strikes weren't strong enough to warrant major retesting. Clearly, the system worked as designed. That's what I, I figured they had some sort of fucking... Like, it's Florida. They they knew there was a chance there were going to be lightning strikes around it at some point in time, so they probably have some sort of system of grounding the lightning. I I, I kind of figured that's what was going on. So, all right, let's. Uh, did I even pick an animal video yet? You get uh, cute cats, cute cats. We want cute cats. It was cute cats or cute dogs, so we get we get cute cats, cute cats. The most uh, expensive lightning rod there is, yeah, probably. That looks like Maynard. I think I might have played this before. I was like, yeah, that looks like Maynard. Where's my Maynard emote? I'm not even on the right screen. I'm over on Facebook. How am I, how am I going to put an emote on the screen I'm from Facebook? You know what? I've got Smokey in my lap. I didn't even hit the, I didn't even hit the thing. I got Smokey right here. Silly cat. If you are watching on the Twitch, you are heading over to Echoplex Media. It is Sunday night, so it is the Plex podcast. I think still, I think, I think we're still coming in on the Plex. I don't think we moved over to red light yet. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I am Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.